My name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started a WNR podcast with my friend, Dan Mike. And every month, we bring you the latest collections, newest content, 205 Live, and the crown jewel of the WNR NXT update. Also, each month, the latest pay-per-views, and we are live, not only for the big four, but every takeover as well. Plus, in 2019, we go back 20 years and witness the attitude rise and the WCW's demise. Until we've watched everything, we're with you and we we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today it's the WNR 197 Part 2. Two. And it's the WWE Raw Rumble 1999. But before we do anything, let's start with the alternate intro. Are you ready, kids? I said, are you ready? Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants. Absorbent and yellow and porous is he. SpongeBob SquarePants. If nautical nonsense be something you wish. SpongeBob SquarePants. And drop on a deck and flop like a fish. SpongeBob SquarePants. I don't know what TV show that belongs to, but I do believe that started in 1999. But what is the proper intro, Dan? In 1998, WCW and WWF both locked in a ratings war and traded the number one spot. Heading into 99, both companies set the stage on Nitro. It was going to be Nash versus Goldberg, while Raw would have a surprise lined up in Mankind versus The Rock. With both world titles on the line in the main event, only one would end with a finger poke of doom and change wrestling for the worse. This year, the WNR podcast go back 20 years and WWE's rise and WCW's demise. This is WWE versus WCW, Monday Night War, January 1999. And because of WWE success, there will be no longer be a five-point system. Uh, that will not long take place, but we are here at the Royal Rumble. Now, the Royal Rumble 99, very special place in my heart because it's my very first pay-per-view that I ever recorded and I've actually still got on VHS. But one thing I've never seen before is Sunday Night Heat, which was episode 26 beforehand, which was a kind of build-up to the, the Royal Rumble. Uh, Austin was denied access right at the start. He showed up in a pickup truck. He needed a limo to gain access. But man came out with Shane, uh, Gerald Briscoe, and Pat Patson. But man said he's a street fighter and he's given Austin 30 minutes to stand face to face for him and he's going to tell him what he's going to do. Uh, Mankind also has a tune up match and it's Shane and Kevin Kelly on commentary. They are awful. Of course, we are Anaheim, California. Uh, we get limo shows up. We don't know who it is. But then again, this man comes out in a mask, and that man looks like he's on a mission. But I'm not sure if he's going to be the mystery opponent for Mankind. Uh, up next, Scorpio, Bob Holly versus Too Much. Bob got the hot tag. Do you know, fun little fact, Dan, at Rumble 1995, four years previously, Bob Holly teamed up with the 123 kid to beat Bam Bam Bigelow to tanker for the tag team titles. Bloody hell. <laughs> they did lose the next night to the smoking guns, but still, fun little fact. Acolytes show up with Midian, and then beat the shit out of him. Taker arrives, and he gets a hell of a pop. Um, 
We see a little stone cold clock in the corner. He's building an army. He says later tonight he will choose his next vic- victim. And then Mankind's interviewed. And this is important looking back on history because if you listen to what he says right at the end, it sounds similar to something we might hear later on tonight. But I love Mankind at the moment. Of course, WWF champion. So you hear him screaming, I quit there. And we'll see if that comes into play later. But he's saying, he's, you know, to show McMahon is a twit, he will not say, I quit. The champion is very strong about that. He fooled The Rock into having the match of Mankind's choice. And that will happen later tonight. We get a video of Sable and the Lunar Feud. That, uh, the women's title will be on the line later. Sable arrives and Michael Cole's going to interview her. But, unfortunately, Luna attacks Sable from behind. Hits with a backbreaker. And I don't know if she'll be able to compete later tonight. And then for three minutes to go on the Stone Cold Clock, here's McMahon. I mean, he did give him 30 minutes, to be fair. And here comes McMahon. Hey, oh my God. Well, McMahon was waiting in the ring for Stone Cold to arrive. And, well, I don't know what it is, Dan. Is it a limo on top of a monster's, monster's truck? Or is it well, a limo? it is a, a stretched monster truck limousine. <laughs> and it's just run over four unfortunate cars in the car park. Well, Austin's destruction knows no bounds. Well, at least he's got a parking space now, though. And show that man's having kitten on the commentary. And I don't think the man thought Austin would be here. Now, Austin's on his way out. My man's only got one thing to say to him. And Austin doesn't need music. He just gets a hell of a pop coming out here. Well, they weren't expecting him to be here, James. Hence why they haven't got his music. All right, this is the thing. And it makes sense. I hate it when people don't arrive, you know, when they unexpectedly arrive and they've got their music on cue. And you've got to think Austin's the favourite going into the Royal Rumble late tonight. To get his hands on Mr. McMahon might be a bigger prize for him than going to WrestleMania, maybe. Well, my man's one thing to say. He's face-to-face with Austin now. He's just slapped him <laughs> and then ran out of there. So Austin is beating the fuck out of the two Stooges. Well, Vinny retreats up the ramp. Well, but man, there. Why would you do that? Why would you poke the bear? In about an hour's time, he's got to go in the ring of Austin and he slaps him around the face now. It's only time. Is McMahon's got more guts than brains, Dan? Well, you know, with Vinny Mac, he's got grapefruits. The size of grapefruits. (laughs) So we get more promos for Austin McMahon, which are just brilliantly done as well i mean there's been three different promos on heat all about austin mcmahon telling different stories of their rivalry and it all makes sense as well it's all brilliantly done but dan you were telling me about um some facts that we've got for sunday night heat this episode yes i'm gonna fact the fuck out of you right now well i had a little fact earlier didn't i so now it's time for your full-on facts indeed yes well you know this is basically a pre-show before pre-shows were pre-shows. Hmm. But what, what better way to kick off them with kick-off, you know? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But Sunday Night Heat had proven invaluable in its first year, providing a full hour of pre-show hype for the monthly pay-per-views. WWE apt to run angles and teasers during the broadcast, doing all they could to entice you to order the main broadcast at the end of the hour. If you ever wonder just how popular WWE was in 1999... Look no further than the fact the pre-Royal Rumble episode of Heat did a whopping 4.77 TV rating. That was actually higher than the episode of Nitro that aired six, ni- uh, six nights earlier. That's incredible, isn't it? At a 4.4. And it wasn't all that far behind the ratings Raw did one night later at a 5.5. 
Although the cable landscape has certainly warped and changed over the past generation, it should be noted that Raw hasn't seen a 3.0 rating in almost three years. That 4.77 for Sunday Night Heat is still out of this world, no matter what era. Oh, no, it's just crazy, isn't it? You know, It's all that numbers as well. Uh, there's 14,816 people there. But also with buy rates when it concerns this. Raw Rumble 99 got 650,000 buys. Now, you're wondering about how big that is in comparative. If you look at 1998 pay-per-views, you've got the big five. You've got Rumble, WrestleMania, King Ring, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. The Royal Rumble last year, not now yet, how many buys did that have, Dan? It had 351,000. So over 300,000 more buys this year for um, WrestleMania. And I can say, for Royal Rumble, I can say this year's Royal Rumble as well had more than anything in 1997 combined as well. Just how big WWE's getting as well. What was WrestleMania last year? Well, WrestleMania last year was 730,000. Yeah, which, which is incredible. I think this year's Mania might top that, I'm just going to say. Uh, at King of the Ring, 310,000 people witnessed the uh, mankind get thrown off the cell. I bet you a lot more wanted to actually buy the pay-per-view afterwards, you know. I think that was the thing <laughs> about that one. Uh, SummerSlam 1998 as well had The Undertaker versus Stone Cold Steve Austin's kind of massive feud. Again, that was kind of one of the bigger SummerSlams. Of all time as well. 700,000 buy rate. Mm-hmm. And then Survivor Series 1998, of course, the deadly game was on the line. And that had 478,000. So they're building, aren't they? From, you know, we had Sunset, which is a major event, and now the Rumble heading towards uh, WrestleMania. People want to see Austin and McMahon, you know, and obviously Mankind and The Rock. And speaking of Mankind, he's going to be in action right now in a warm up match. We've seen this mastodon come walking down. This this kind of massive guy who's going to be the mystery opponent. Yes, and he was walking down like he was a man on a mission. And here comes the WWF champion, Mankind. What response he's getting. But he's going to have to face this kind of, this mountain of a man. I wonder who it could be, Dan. Maybe someone from WCW. I don't reckon it's anyone that's ever won King of the Ring. Oh, I don't know. He's, he's, he's just massive at this moment in time. The man kind of wondering how he's going to get him beat. And Sherman McMahon promoting Halftime Heat, which we will be watching as well. Halftime at the Super Bowl. WF will put on Heat in one of their big matches. Now, man kind of dodging and going with the right hands. I'll tell you who he does look a bit like. I mean, if I'm just taking a guess of what wrestler it could be. Possibly Bob Holly. Putting on a mask. Wrestling I was there. thinking either that or Crash. Crash could, could be Crash. Maybe Jeff Hardy. You know what I mean? Before they become the Hardy Boys. Yeah. No, we all know who it is. He's back in the corner. It's Vader, obviously. Earthquake. Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> is it Headbanger Mosh? No, I'm being silly. It's Bushwhacker Luke. Big Irish rip by the big man just running through mankind. No, seriously, though, it's Doink the Clown. <laughs> Tell you what, though, Mabel uh, had one of the worst matches in SummerSlam history. At SummerSlam 95, it was Mabel versus Diesel. May fans actually walk out. Like I said, one King of the Ring, 1995 as well. They actually thought this was going to work. Started off as a rapper, of course, Men in a Mission with Mo. Rapper having a success at WrestleMania 10. No, seriously, though, I, I think, you know, Hornswoggle is definitely underrated. <laughs> it's, 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 it's Mabel. He's not yet become visceral. We will see that change soon. 
But what an in-ring talent. I mean, I didn't know Mabel is still employed with the WWF. We haven't seen him in about two years. Maybe he's going to wait to improve a little bit. No, he wasn't. He's oh. WWF. Big Daddy V. And he just squashes Mankind in the corner. Irish rip across. From pillar to post. And Mankind has got an I quit match later tonight. And Shane is so happy he's on his feet. And we saw the rock arriving earlier as well. In a genius move, wouldn't you just like grab each side of his mask and spin it round? Yeah, well, what, Mankind or uh, Mabel? Um, the, the mystery opponent well, that Mankind is against. They're both masked. So, I mean, this is probably something that's never happened before at Royal Rumble. Two masked men fighting each other. Mankind coming out the corner. But Mystery Man with a boot up. And the corporation now at the moment just setting everything in place for the Royal Rumble here tonight. Making sure The Rock walks out as WF champion. Making sure, I don't know what man is making sure, maybe getting Austin rolled up and forgetting about his opportunity at WrestleMania and more about getting Mr. McMahon. I think his focus is on getting Mr. McMahon. Well, it's going to be an interesting night. If we look at the card quickly, we can see what we've got in store. We've got Corporation versus DX as well. We've got uh, the Big Boss Man versus the Robot match for the Hardcore Championship. Oh, hang on a minute. As I say, that Mankind dodges a clothesline. Hits a double-arm DDT. Now he's going to look to put away Mabel, sorry, Mystery Man. He's back on his feet and he's got a sucker in hand. Oh! It's the mask. Mabel is in trouble. Shame at man. Calling for help. And the rock's just come down. Rock bottomed mankind. Oh my god. And now double teaming the bell's been called for. Oh! And Mabel there, 500 pounds coming down on mankind. And the Rock grabbing the mic saying, you're looking at the next WF champion. He's going to scream, I quit. Now, Corporation beat down on Mankind. And the Rock must be worried about beating Mankind. He's with the help of Shane McMahon to get Mabel to soften him up. And then the Rock may put on the finishing touches. Mankind is nowhere near 100% leading up to this match. And oh my God, who is that Adonis? Well, it looks like Vince McMahon is at 100%. Oh my god, ripped and jacked, ready for the Royal Rumble 1999. But we talked about the cards, let's talk about DX versus the Corporation. Like I said, first match, the Big Boss Man versus the Road Dog, a non title match for the Harcourt. Non title match. Again, it is DX versus the Corporation, and it is Ken Shamrock versus Billy Gunn in a WWF Intercontinental title match. And an Xbox Defensive European Championship against Gangrel, and what's going to be a difficult counter for him? You've got Brood versus DX there. Then you've got. The Oddities versus the Breasts, I suppose. Uh, WWF World Women's Title Strap Match. Sable versus Luna. Yeah, I mean, Luna turned her back on the Oddities, didn't she? And attacked Sable from behind. It was going to be 100% leading to that women's title match. And then the heavyweight title's on the line. And then I quit match. Mankind, as we just see there, again, not going to be 100% going against The Rock. And Mankind's kind of, you know, an offshoot of the DX. He's kind of like there. Yeah. The unofficial mascot, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, the Royal Rumble match where Austin's going to be number one and Mr. McMahon will be number two. Two. So let's start with the opening promo for the Royal Rumble 1999. Austin, there is no chance in hell. No chance in hell. Be the World Wrestling Federation champion. The Royal Unanimous. Number one, oh, come on. and the second man will be Vince 
man's ass all night long. Give me a hell yeah. One goal. An individual who eliminates all What a theme song as well for a pay-per-view. Who would have thought Mr. McMahon would carry that theme tune on 20 years later? No chance in hell. Dan, what are you thinking of the opening promo? It's kind of centred around one thing, the Raw Rumble match. I mean, you know, it's not even taken into account that we've got an I Quit heavyweight championship match or any of the undercard. It is around two men, Austin and McMahon. Uh, I think that's what's changed in 20 years. You make a good point. You think nowadays you kind of have to get a think on the cards that means something. Back back in the day still, it feels like kind of boxing uh, pay-per-view or maybe even like kind of UFC where there's kind of like one or two true main events. And like I said, the, the build-up for Austin McMahon has been perfect ever since WrestleMania 14. The stories leading up to it. We're heading into WrestleMania 15 and not even talking about the road to WrestleMania yet because you can just focus on Austin and McMahon. They're going to get it on here tonight. We've got Michael Cole, Jerry Lawyer on commentary. Now, like I said, this is my very first festival event. I put a timer on for the VHS to record it and watched it the next day. I had no clue about wrestling beforehand, really. My last experience had kind of been in 92, watching The Undertaker. So when they appeared, I, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I thought it might be the same. I think I've seen the clip of the Hell in the Cell match, but not a lot else. So I was kind of going into this just fresh as anybody. But as we've seen now the past year or so watching Raw's, with Rodog coming out, the New Age Outlaws were over, you know, and, and fair play to them. I think they're really underrated, actually. They're not great workers in the ring, but they kind of held the tag team division together, haven't they, you know? Uh, indeed, yeah, but, <clears throat> you know, East Coast, um, badass, Billy Gunn, brilliant worker in the ring. Well, he's all right, yeah. yeah, yeah. X-Pac, he was a great worker. He was a good worker, yeah. Triple H, he was a solid worker. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's only Rodog that Road Dog was alright with hardcore matches, but I talk about as tag teams, you know, kind of like headbangers versus uh, the Outlaws or something like that. When it got to the Outlaws and Dudleys in 2000, then it started getting interesting and Billy Gunn got injured with that. And what they seem to be doing now, DX is kind of like you said, in command of Monday Night Raw with Mankind and Austin. And they've kind of moved on now from tag team champions into single competition. Of course, Road Dog, hardcore champion. Billy Gunn's in it kind of, uh, going for the Intercontinental title later on against Ken Shamrock. But the crowd is fucking hot here tonight. We've got fireworks at the start of Heat and at the start of Royal Rumble as well, which is which is great. And now here comes Big Bossman. Hot time! Well, let's not forget, yeah, Road Dogg's experienced some hot time. And he is one half of the tag team champions alongside Ken Shamrock. But it, this is the thing. To, to watch wrestling now, I don't know how easy it is worked out. You know, I'm sure the good guys and the bad guys, but with the mixed reaction... You were never sure. To go back at this time, your heels and faces are so well defined and the crowd reaction to them as well. It wasn't the kind of like, 
with it with W feels more like nowadays because like kind of heels get cheered and the the, the the faces get booed. Whereas here on Raw, the corporation were the bad guys; they weren't getting cheered. You know, the Rock might get a few, but it was kind of Austin and DX. I always thought that was part of his entrance music when he used to hit the. Because he hit it so well, you know, Boss Band hit the tune. He's coming out with his nightstick. But you knew, you looked at this, you were like, right, okay, obviously Road Dog is the good guy and Boss Man is the bad guy. Undercard is so bad, but we've got the title match to look forward to, the I Quit match, one of the most brutal matches of all time. But luckily enough, we'd never see Mankind in a, another brutal I Quit match at a Royal Rumble or Last Man Standing match or, you know, hardcore type match. Yeah, I mean, Mankind's going to be fine leading up to WrestleMania here. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, another Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it didn't happen the next year. Yeah, to be fair, he got fucked up the following year. But I mean, this, this, th- I, I think this match is kind of one of the most brutal matches because you don't see a lot of clips of it, if you know what I mean. When people talk about it, I think it was kind of, The Rock definitely crossed the line in the main event. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And a great companion piece to this is Beyond the Mat, uh, which, you know, if you go and watch that, it focuses on mankind behind the scenes and just sees the kind of impact it had on his family after not only heading the cell but also uh, the Royal Rumble 99, because the kids were there watching, and the kind of reaction to, what's happening to Daddy? He's getting his head smashed in, you know? It's that kind of thing. Oh, no, it's all right. It's only... Uh... Yeah, it's, it's only fake, don't worry. It's fine. But it, this is what good storytelling and build-up does. You know, they've been working hard ever since, you know, I would say maybe the attitude that began in November 97, in, in that kind of way of, you know, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels moving away, and that kind of focus... The guys who have been given the ball since WrestleMania have really picked it up, haven't they? You know, you wouldn't really miss out Shawn Michaels now because the DX have been so good. The same with Mankind as well and Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's kind of leading the charge. And the child Bossman sucks and he's annoyed. Big right hand there by Rodog. Taking a brief moment to gloat as well. And it's something to do with characters as well. I just think Bossman, a couple of years ago, was dropping out on Nitro to nobody's. And now he's involved in one of the hottest storylines in WWF, you know, the corporation versus Austin and DX. And he's successful with it, former hardcore champion, you know, tag team champion at the moment. To be fair, Boss Man only really lost a hardcore title thanks to Mankind chucking the uh, net over him. (laughs) (laughs) Boss Man just comes running in, squashing Road Dog. Get some hot time. Oh, Boss Man, now you can see he's like a proper hick. Yeah, exactly, without a doubt, you know. Yeah, Chains was the good guy, I think, back in the day now, looking at it. Oh, County George. In charge of the prisons, now in charge of Vince Man's personal security. Oh, wow, but he's now going to have to be in charge of his nuts as he just tried taking out Road Dog, but kind of crutched himself on the top turnbuckle. Road Dog's giving it a good shake. Well, I think Boss Man's singing soprano at the moment as Road Dog, raining downs on right hands. <laughs> Tells him to suck up the temp. Yeah, halfway done with this one. And Road Dog only outside. Speaking of Michael Cole and uh, Jerry the King Law. And also, another thing about I had no idea about JR at this point. I just thought Michael Cole was the commentator. It wasn't until WrestleMania 15 where JR came back and I was like, who the fuck is that? Did I realise, oh, that's the guy who used to do the commentating. <laughs> oh my Ooh. god. Road Dog distracting the referee and making a wish on Boss Man. And the ring post is not a friend for the boss band. He's uh, experiencing some hot times at the moment. On his testicular area. You know, and this is, I think this is kind of like one of the main differences between NWO and the corporation. And 
you know, that I, I think the corporation's quite underrated in a few senses, you know, like it was those both led by evil dictators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with the corporation, I think, you know, it's, you kind of knew where you stood with them, yeah. with, as opposed to NWO, it's like, you know, what the fuck's going on yeah. now? Well, I, I don't think it's just that, it's kind of like the setup, isn't it? If this was WCW right now, we'd be having... If WCW controlled WF right now, we'd be having Bob Holly versus Scorpio for no apparent reason. And then the next match, we have the headbangers involved. Then we might have one match that people are interested to see. But, I mean, I wish WCW could, like... Oh, we're going to have Black and White versus Wolfpack in this first match. And then this, that's going to be the theme for the pay-per-view. Each yeah. WF pay-per-view has told a story in itself, you know? And that's why... They're important to watch as well in a weird way because I think the action might be more exciting on WSW as in in ring, but storyline wise, you know, WS on point. If you go back, we talked about the pay per views. WrestleMania 14 was all about Austin making it to the top of the mountain, becoming champion. SummerSlam was him seeing off Undertaker, one of his biggest challenges. Fire Series, Deadly Game. We got the storyline of Rock becoming champion then, haven't we, you know? And the story tonight is Austin getting a hold of Mr. McMahon. Imagine if they didn't have that payoff, then it would turn the fans away as well, wouldn't it? You know, this is the kind yeah. of thing. If they're only going to have like an interaction for like a minute before Austin eliminates him from the Rumble, you'd be like, well, what's the point of that? And Bossman's taking control of Road Dog after spinning him. Oh, a couple of hard Irish whips to the corner. And it plays into the storyline that we've seen for the past couple of months now. The corporation's got a problem. With DX, we know Triple H and China are going to be in a Royal Rumble, but Billy Gunn and Shamrock have had their own personal issues recently. Over Shamrock's sister. Yeah, without a doubt, you know. Old Ryan Shamrock and then the X-Puck in action against Gangrel. But then doesn't Val Venus start a storyline with Ryan? And Bossman has got the bear hug and Road Dog, And Road Dog's fade. He's uh, from the Armstrong family, and we've seen Scott and Brad wrestling in El Nitro the previous year as well. I think Road Dog had the personality at the group, shall we say? Oh, without a doubt. You know, you, you talk about Road Dog not maybe being the best in ring performer, but on the microphone, I think he's probably one of the most talented out of the entire D generation X. Maybe even better than Triple H on the mic, you know, he's just so smooth. As he bites Bossman's nose, scout the bear hug, but caught with a big knee in the corner. And now the Bossman undoing a turnbuckle. And now he's bringing Road Dog into the middle of the ring, slams him down, goes for the cover, but Road Dog managing to kick out. Ah. And the boss man, I mean, you know, Corporation do control most things and maybe they could have had a hardcore title match here. If it was a well, boss man, you know, could have walked away as hardcore champion. But I think it's better that they didn't do it because I think the boss man wants to be in the Royal Rumble later. And to go for a hardcore match against the Road Dog, would he be 100% in the Royal Rumble match when he is head of security? I mean, his job, surely... Don't call me Shirley. ...is to make sure McMahon is safe from Austin, even though he doesn't know what number he will be out. You've got to see all the corporation are going to be in the Royal Rumble later. Yeah. Well, you know, he wrestled for the NWA. World, he was a world tag team champion with Conan and Ron Killings. So, you know, when uh, Road Dogg and our truth or Ron Killings or K-Quick go together, you know, that's quite a... They come down rapping together. But Road Dog had loads of drug issues. I mean, Road Dog was off his head most of the time on stuff. <laughs> the boss man now has just got Road Dog up on that second rope, screaming over the king, who's the man? And the king shouting, you're the man, boss man. He goes, you're damn right. <laughs> Set him up on that second. And drops that big leg down. Now boss man just choking Road Dog. Boss man looks like he's busted open on the nose. Yeah, that was when Road Dog bit him. Road Dog was desperate to escape from that submission, and that's how he got it. 
And Rodog now using the second rope to get up. And Boss Man take a little bit of time. He thinks he's in control. Irish whip. Rodog ducks it. <coughs> Catch him with a sleeper hold. Now Boss Man might be fading. And Boss Man's eyes. Pass out a little bit, but no. Right to the eyes of Rodog. Backbreaker across the knee. Rodog's down. Bossman's looking to go up top. And Bossman doesn't usually go up top. I don't know if it's a great idea. Well, Rodog's up. And he's cut off Bossman. Throws him across the ring. And that's down to a slugfest in the middle of the ring. Bossman with shots and Rodog responding. Double axe smashes. Now, nice little jabs, but Bossman versus Irish whip. Rodog under. And a bit of shake, rattle and roll. Bang, clocks in with a big right hand. Bossman draped over the second rope. Rodog hanging him up. Hits him down with a clothesline. Now we're going to see the knee Shake, drop. rattle and knee drop. Only getting a two count though. Two. And now building momentum. But Bossman catches him. Bossman slam. One, two, three. And, and just like that. Wow, just like that. Bossman gets the victory over the road dog. Dan, what are your thoughts on that match? It was a solid match. You can see these two guys, you know, they really hate each other. Um, Bossman, I, I don't think I could say I've really ever rated him as an in-ring performer. You know, these two guys, they held up a quite a solid match, so to speak. And again, you know, it is kind of a corporation versus DX, you know, good versus evil. And on this occasion, evil triumphs. Yeah, I mean, a corporation gets the win. Is that a sign of things to come here tonight? The head of personal security for McMahon gets the win. But we move on straight away. We see what Billy Gunn did two weeks ago to Ryan Shamrock, Ken's sister. He mooned her. Which, for the world's most dangerous man, is probably not the best idea. And he's had an eyes on Billy Gunn ever since then. And then last Monday, Shamrock, with the ankle lock on Billy Gunn as well, on the stairs, took about um, 10 officials to get him off. At least 15 officials to break that hold. And Some road dog. Yeah, as he's leaving, introduces Billy Gunn out here. And Billy Gunn spoke to Michael Cole earlier. Even though he's got tape in the ankle, he said to Michael, don't worry about the ankle, I'm not, but to go get the world's most dangerous man is going to be difficult, especially with a man using the ankle lock so well, so proficiently. Well, he's coming out with all the gold, is Ken Shamrock, the Intercontinental Champion. Of course, one half of tag team titles, but he's got a crazy look on his face. He comes running down to the ring, right in Billy Gunn. So in these first two matches, we've seen the tag team champions go against the tag team, but in singles matches. In singles matches, yeah. So that's what they're doing at the moment. Obviously, you know, the tag team division might need a few changes as Billy Gunn starts strong on Shamrock. And Shamrock... It's kind of got this crazy look down to a T. Of course, a big baby face, funny for the majority of 1998 and the Corporation. But Mad Shamrock is one of my favourite Shamrocks. There's kind of no stopping him as Billy Gunn is over the top. Billy's been getting a lot of good reactions recently, hasn't he? You know, uh, Indeed, yes. And, you know, Shamrock, I think he's got the most dangerous man on the planet down to a T. Yeah, it's a great gimmick, really. And uh surprise Shamrock didn't really work out that more. We'll see why due to kind of his booking in 99, but it would be his last year in the WWF. And for Billy, they'll try and main event him later on in 99 as well, would he work? But Irish whipped into corner his gun and then clotheslined. And Billy Gunn's been around WWF for a long time. Think about smoking guns back in 1995 with Bart. We've got that to come at WrestleMania 15 as well. Bart Gunn versus Butterbean again. That was the most ridiculous moment. Oh, yeah. 
What but, fun. But Billy managed to take Shamrock down with a clothesline. Goes for the cover of Shamrock up at two. Two. You got to wonder if Ryan Shamrock will be watching on backstage. Wonder who Ryan will be cheering on. You got to think, though, if you're Ken Shamrock, do you really want to bring your sister to a show like WWF Raw is? You know, you've got a porn star walking around backstage. You've got a pimp. You know, that could and go you've bad. You've got an arse man. Exactly. And a guy who, who flashes his asses to people. Probably not the safest you've work got a flasher as well. Exactly. Gold just goes around doing it. You know, so you've got to be careful. <clears throat> and now Billy Gunn's got Shamrock up. A beautiful delay vertical suplex. Must have him there for at least 10 seconds. At least 15 seconds there. Goes for the cover, but only getting a two count. Two. I mean, I really like Shamrock. I like the character. I like his look as well. You know, it's, it's kind of cool. And he's put into the corner. And he's taken to wrestling quite well. You know, he's only been doing it for a couple of years. Billy Gunn, Irish whips him. And now Billy might be coming in. Look for a big splash. Oh, no, looking for a shoulder to the midsection, but Shamrock sidesteps him and Gunn hits the post. Uh, the attitude of the wrestlers as well was hilarious because he just heard Billy Gunn going, oh, shit, he called Rock, you see the Rock calling man kind of motherfucker earlier. And Steve Austin hasn't got a filter either. Yeah. And Shamrock there was literally kicking Mr. Ass. And now Shamrock picking up Billy Gunn, slamming him down, and we've already seen the corporation win in one match. They're looking for a clean sweep here tonight. Let's not forget what happened on Raw a couple of weeks ago. Billy Gunn managing to pin Shamrock, but was told Denny the kind of title wasn't on the line. So he has got maybe that, along with his sister, has kind of sent Shamrock over the edge. I just mentioned that Shawn Michaels still recovering in San Antonio after getting hit by a car. Yeah, I mean, that assault uh, that they they did, well, I think it's December 30th, it's just... Well, that's today's date. Uh, <laughs> that assault they did on Raw was sickening. Michaels is out, but Ironclad contract cannot be fired. He has to step down, and he's still commissioner. So he'll be keeping a close eye on the action here tonight as well. I'm sure of it. And Shamrock just playing with Billy Gunn at the moment. Spinning heel kick there. Takes Gunn down. Goes for the cover. Oh, but Gunn managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Oh, he got the famous there. Well, Shamrock Irish ripped Billy Gunn in, and he hit it. Can't capsulise it at the moment. Now finally managing to turn Shamrock round. We might have a new Intercontinental Champion. Ooh. Oh, only getting a two count. Two. Now Billy just working over Ken. Puts him in the corner, waves his cock at him. Tells him to suck it. I think from that area he could probably smell it. Exactly. The nine. And then the ten again. That's pretty much what um, Road Dog's done to Bossman. And very similar at the moment, and Billy Gunn comes running in, but Shamrock sees him coming. Eliminates him from the Royal Rumble. You've got to think both of these men are going to be in the Royal Rumble as well, so this uh, feud is not finished yet. They're wearing DX vests, but they're cheering on um, the man who's going against the member of DX. To be fair, if Shamrock was kicking Billy Gunn near me, I'll be cheering on Shamrock as well. I'm not going to get on Shamrock's bad, uh, in his, in his, his bad side. I'll be asking him where his sister is. I, I I would not. The world's most dangerous man would probably snap my leg. No, James. Like if twig. he was in front of Ken Shamrock in the front row and he was there kicking the shit out of someone, you'd go, Ken Shamrock, you the man! I would shout, you the man, but I wouldn't want him to do anything to me. I mean, look at what he's doing to Billy Gunn at the moment. Just putting a beating on him, sending him to the still stairs. Well, them fans know that, giving him the finger. I know, he's showing the fans Billy Gunn saying, that's what I'm doing to your mate. Oh, my God. 
He sends Billy Gunn into the steel chair at ringside. Well, Billy Gunn's definitely got a bit on Shamrock, but that match for nothing here. Doesn't matter how tall you are going against the crazy man. And now Billy Gunn on the apron is Shamrock. Just talking away. Just right hands to Billy. Billy Gunn fighting back low on Shamrock. Big elbows to the midsection. Oh, <laughs> jumps off the edge of the ring apron, bounces Shamrock's head off the Spanish announce table, moves it back a few inches. And now Billy Gunn may be back into this. First offensive move in a while. And now Billy Gunn sending Shamrock in. Can he take, can he capitalise on it? Goes for the cover. Two, no. Shamrock managing to kick out. Oh. Well, Billy Gunn going for his first ever singles title. I mean, he's a six-time tag team champion. Along with, yeah, that was part of Smoking Guns and uh, the Outlaws. But Shamrock there, just taking down Billy Gunn. Brilliant kick and now working on that bad leg. And I might be looking for the ankle lock. And Billy Gunn's going to be in big trouble. And Shamrock now just putting all his weight down on Billy Gunn's leg. Shamrock's just working over them legs. Oh my God, just putting on that bottom rope. Coming down with all his weight. But Billy Gunn trying to fight back with a couple of shots to the gut. But nothing doing. Shamrock cuts him off. And again, straight back to that leg. And Shamrock smells blood like a shark in the water. Realising Billy Gunn's hurt. He's kicking him to the back of the leg there. Dropping Gunn back to the mat. I don't even know if Gunn can get back to his feet without Shamrock's help now. Now Shamrock's got a guillotine on. He's trying to take the breath out of Billy Gunn. Gunn fighting back, punches to the ribs. Gets some separation but gets dragged back down to the mat by his hair by Shamrock. And Shamrock threatening the referee there, Timmy White. Going right back to that submission. And Shamrock's got a far away look in his eyes, but Billy again trying to fight out. Oh, but Gunn with a roll-up. Oh, catching Shamrock by surprise. Two count. Two. Now Shamrock not messing around anymore. Fisherman suplex going for the cover. Oh. But Billy, Gen Billy Gunn manager to kick out. Uh. And then Shamrock right on the assault again on that leg. Now Billy Gunn all nearly into the ref. Stops himself. Oh, but Shamrock inadvertently takes out Timmy White. Now both men running towards each other. <laughs> oh, my God. Double clothesline. Both men are down. Well, three men are down. I'm expecting someone to come out here. And here comes someone. Oh, Val Venus. And it's Val Venus has problems with Ken Shamrock as well. Plants him with a DDT. Runs away. Well, the referee didn't see it, and well, that's what happens when, you know, bring a porn star around your sister. And now Billy Gunn going for the cover. We might have a new kind of champion. One, two, oh. Shamrock just managing to stay in this one by kicking out. Oh. Oh, well, yeah, that was said two weeks ago on Raw. Venus gyrating caused a lot of trouble, and Shamrock attacked him. And now these two men just going at it. Irish Rip and Billy Gunn, big back elbow. And now Irish Rip in the corner. Here comes Billy again. Splash. This time he hits it. <coughs> Slam Shamrock down. Tells him to suck it. Mr. Arse is looking to go up top. Oh, on a bad leg. I don't know if that's a great idea, but he's going to take the risk. Shamrock getting to his feet. Here he comes. Oh. 
And as he missed it, it looked like he rolled on that ankle. And Sharrock realising that. Straight to work on it. And there's nothing Billy Gunn could do. He's caught. And Gunn taps out. And Sharrock is still a champion. Sharrock, a mental look on his face. But again, you can tell which one's the bad guy, which one's the good guy in this one. You can tell with the corporation in DX and Shamrock wins. The corporation are two and O. Oh. Dan, what are you thinking of that match? Again, it was quite a good match. You know, um, you'd have expected after Val Venus's interference that uh, badass Billy Gunn would have got on to win the title. But it just makes Shamrock look stronger and crazier by having him victorious despite that yeah without a doubt you know Shamrock looks like a badass in here and uh, him and Boss Man still tag team champions and of course he is still intercontinental champion and two matches down and we've still got titles on the line here tonight it's gonna be Mr. McMahon's down gold we go to the back and Vince and the pep talk we saw what great shape he was in earlier like like a Greek god ready for tonight as he's... and Shane McMahon I mean, wouldn't that be the surprise of all surprises if tonight McMahon just stunners Austin, eliminates him from the Rumble just like that, eh? Well, it might happen as the officials are taking away Billy Gunn. We just don't know what could happen here tonight. Oh, are you ready? Oh, yeah. I think it's still one of the best theme tunes around, actually, The Brood. And the entrance as well. I know he's not coming through the fire here, but... I mean, vampire gimmick, I'm not sure, but it's still quite cool. Well, you say that, but again, in the late 90s, early 2000s, goths were in. There was a lot of vampire things going around. So, you know, it is, it is quite a big thing at that point. Yeah, Buffett Vampire Slayer was uh, huge and Gangrel's coming out. And uh, he'd been jobbing recently. Mike will quote you up in total here tonight against X-Puck. Third DX match in a row. Yeah, I mean, DX are popular, aren't they? You know, this is the thing. Even when I was younger, I realised, you know... Oh, it is DX versus all. And here comes Gangrel. And, uh, I mean, if I was young, good or bad guy, guy drinking blood and spitting it, he's a good guy, isn't he? <laughs> he's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm letting it. Oh, they must appreciate in that first row there, though. Do you know what I mean? Well, you know, it's not quite like Oscar coming up to your, to your corner and taking a mask off. But, you know, getting covered in blood, I suppose, it's quite a fun way to... Would you rather be covered in blood or water? Um, from triple water from Triple H or blood from Gangrel? Probably water from Triple H. Yeah, I know. No, no. I'd hope to throw the bottle my way, but again, I wouldn't mind be having a uh, blood bath every once in a while. But here comes X Park, and talk about DX being popular. X Park has been getting top opportunities at the end of 1998. Can he make 99 his? And of course, we've not seen China here coming out with any member of DX yet, because she's preparing for the Royal Rumble herself, the first woman in a Royal Rumble match. Only 26 years old at the time. Former member of the NWO. And now current member of DX, European champion. And those fireworks as well, just so cool. With the X in the middle of the ring. So will x but lose his European title tonight? Or will be the only member of DX to actually get a victory in a single match? Holla, holla, holla. Teddy Long's in charge of this match. Yeah, collar and elbow tie-up. I always thought Teddy Long was a referee. And then I only found out he was a manager before. And obviously, you know... General manager later. I think this is a match that kind of picked it up for me with the speed a little bit. The first two matches a little bit slow. But you can tell how good X-Puck is as a worker, you know, like how, how quick he is. Indeed, but I've personally, I'd never rated Gangrel as a wrestler. 
I don't think Gangrel did enough for me to kind of warrant anything. You know, you talk about feuds that he had really nothing much. For, you know, the Brood, and then he became the new Brood. And they kind of just got rid of Gangrel. It's like, he's only around for a little bit. I mean, the biggest thing Gangrel had done was to help introduce Edge and Christian properly to the kind of the WWE in a weird yeah, way, you know? Yeah, uh, X-Pipe with a back suplex and a leg drop going for the cover, but Gangrel out at two. Two. You can already tell this is a lot quicker than the other matches. Oh, yeah. And X-Pipe now, beautiful kicks and then a spinning kick to the back of the face. Oh, and X-Pipe went into maybe Bronco busting. Gangrel moved. Smashes the back of X-Pac as he was in the corner. Double underhook belly to belly. That was nice by Gangrel. who's in good shape himself. Goes for the cover. But X-Pac managed to kick out. Uh-huh. Gangrel famously with Luna Vachon as partners. You know, they were mad for, well, up until Luna's passing. As Gangrel jocks X-Pac on that top rope. And X-Pac sold that well. Spanner all the way round. Now Gangrel's got the sleeper in. Now X-Pac's trying to get up. And Gangrel's still got the sleeper in, but X-Pac's breaking it. Ducks under the clothesline attempt. Oh, but just gets thrown up into the air. Drop face first onto the mat. And now Gangrel can feel the European Championship. Goes again for the cover, but X-Pac manages to kick out. Ah. And now Gangrel's going to go up. Look to put X-Pac away. Oh. <laughs> I'm looking for a big senton off the top. Well, X-Pac managed to move and Gangrel hit nothing but Matt. X-Pac now back to his feet. Big right hand, dodges the third. Oh, Spinning heel kick straight on the jaw. Rocks Gangrel, throws him against the ropes. Gangrel ducks under the clothesline. Catches him a second time round. That was a beautiful jumping lariat led by X-Pac. Goes for the cover, but Gangrel out at two. Two. Now X-Pac picking him straight back up, but gets reversed. Ducks underneath Gangrel, hits another spinning heel kick. And now on a second rope, Gangrel in the corner. And again for the third time, X-Pac and DHs. He finishes that off with a forearm low. And Gangrel drops in the corner in a precarious position. Ooh, Pac comes in with a Bronco Buster. And Gangrel getting back to his feet, comes running in. Oh my Caught god. Caught with another spinning heel kick after X-Pac ducks a clothesline attempt. Well, those kicks are so dangerous. Goes up to the top. I think Gangrel's a bit terrible at selling, though. Yeah, well, Gangrel crotches X-Pac up on the top. you got to think, I mean, they're a lot of 10 minutes to the first match, 15 minutes to this one. This has got kind of like five, six minutes, so they're probably running through it a little bit more and it just sacrifices selling. But Gangrel's not great, and he's off the top. <laughs> Gets sent all the way down. X-Pac <coughs> now jumping off. Oh, catches him. Double cross body in. Gangrel there got the three. Was it two or three? Well, referee counted three, but I think a shoulder was up. Teddy Long fucked up there. And now Gangrel, Irish whip. X-Pac puts the boot up. Another boot to the face. The crowd are chanting you fucked up as well. <laughs> Going for a power slam, Gangrel does, but X-Pac gets a shoulder up at two. Two. Taking the earpiece out because Vinnie Mac is just screaming in his ear. Yeah, exactly. And the King's trying to ex- explain to us on commentary what happened. But there you go. X-Factor. Got popped up and he hit the X-Factor on Gangrel. One, two, two three. three. Yeah, that is three. 
the king was explaining that maybe one was for Xbox and then two for Gangrel, maybe. That's but... how I thought it looked as well, though, to be honest. But and keeps all the European Championship. Dan, what do you think of the match? Um, it was a bit rushed, but you know you can definitely see the talent of X-Pac shining through in this match. But it, it wasn't a terrible match. I thought X-Pac looked great in this one for the little time that they had together. Uh, the only successful member of DX at this moment in time, and his kicks looks dangerous. As for Gangrel and the Brood, I don't know what's next for them. I think X-Pac's a little bit annoyed about what happened at the end. Well, yeah, definitely count to three. But X-Pac was rolling through. But X-Pac was rolling through. And you can see at the end then, getting the cover on Gangrel. And Kevin Kelly's backstage with Triple H, China, Road Dog. So what did DX have to say then? Well, they said, you know, DX uh, as anyone. But, you know, this match it is for $100,000. And it is for a shot at the World Heavyweight Championship. So it's every man for himself. Or yeah. woman. Just China interjects, says that. Like I said, $100,000, whoever eliminates Stone Cold Steve Austin from the Royal Rumble. That is a fact. And like Triple H says, the winner will get a shot at WrestleMania 15 against whoever the WF champion it will be. Whether it be Mankind, Brock, whoever. But here comes Shane. He was doing commentary on Heat earlier. And we saw what happened on Heat earlier as well with Luna attacking Sable. And I don't think Sable can maybe even make it out here. They, they, they've got a thing now. They're allowed to see the WWF logo and the Scratch logos because they used to blur them out, but they're not allowed to reference World Wrestling Federation or WWF in the microphone. So any promo you hear from here, they always cut out the F. They've managed to get the F out. Yeah. And yet they do that, but if you go back and see Booker T, what he wanted to do to Hulk Hogan, they still kept that in, so... Sable suffered a chronic back injury, can't compete, so Luna will be the women's champion. Well, Showman wants Sable to come out here and relinquish the championship. She's coming out here, and I mean, look how bad that back is, Dan. I mean, she can barely walk. Surely she's going to give up the title. Don't call me Shirley, but the back is bad, but the front looks awesome. All right, Dan, leave it, leave it. I mean, it is the Attitude Era, and Sable, like, I mean, my God, bending over. And Sable comes out and says, ring the bell. And we're actually going to have a strap match. It's going to be Luna versus Sable. Oh, my God. I can't believe this match is taking place. Shane McMahon's joined the commentary. And he's saying to Luna, just do your thing. Get the job done. Get the strap on. Luna. Luna's got the strap on. Sable's got the strap on. Which one uses the strap on her wrist first? I don't know, but the strap match is on. And Luna back in the corner, getting whipped. And Luna's not leaving much. That's a fucking shame. And Sable sending Luna into the ring post. Bad back and all. Oh, Luna low shoulder to the midsection. So when I first started watching wrestling, this is my, uh, what I thought women's wrestling was all about. Sable versus Luna in a strap match. Well, well, this is what women's wrestling is. This is what it was 20 years ago, though, to be fair. Indeed, yes. So the strap match is quite a cool concept. Just, you know. And it's sa- all four corners. Yep. Sable taking down Luna. You've got to take it to all four corners of Sable at the moment. Just throwing Luna. And Sable's touched one. She's touched two. Oh, but the interference has come into play. So all corners alive again. 
You know, Luna just choking out Sable. And now Luna just focusing on the back. We saw her dressed as Spider Lady coming and attacking Sable about four weeks ago. And ever since then, Luna's won up on Sable. That's not forget Sable won the women's title, beating Jacqueline at Survivor Series 1998. First time the women's title's been around for three years. Was Sable an underrated women's wrestler? I didn't like Sable at all as wrestler. Don't get me wrong, I can, I can appreciate her success during the Attitude Era and what it brought, but as a worker, I just, no. She's somehow made it into our women's list, I don't know how, but still, I think that's down to you. And now Sable's got Luna! Oh, spins her around and Luna drops face first onto the mat and now Sable's whipping her. And now Luna is in all sorts of trouble. But her back is causing Sable a lot of grief. And now Sable kicks to the midsection of Luna. Irish whipped to the corner. Oh, but Luna moves out of the way. Uh-oh, now Luna's got Sable up. Ooh, backbreaker again. And that is it. Screw like a big boy. Away! Oh, my God. Now Luna's got hold of Sable. The strap-on's right round her neck. And now Luna picking up Sable. Oh, there's one turnbuckle for Luna, but Sable tags it as well. So this is what happened with JTD and Shad Gaspard like a fair few years later. Yeah. Luna hits the turnbuckle, so does Sable. But no one cares about crime time. I do. And now Luna hitting the turnbuckle for the third time. And Sable got the third as well. Three apiece, whoever gets the last one first. And now Luna's trying to go for it, but Sable... Is powering Luna up. No, 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 Luna stops it. Sable, though, turns it round. Oh, goes for the full front, but gets stopped by Luna. Shout man up on the apron. Referee Jimmy Corderas is distracted. And wait a minute, mystery woman's up on the apron. Who is that? And she hits Luna. We've seen this mystery woman before. She gave a rose to Sable and Raw. And she hit Sable, and uh, she hit Luna. Sable. Sable gets the victory. She does. Full turnbuckle. Wins the match. Dan, what are your thoughts on that fantastic match? One for the ages. An absolute epic encounter. No, um, you know, it's... The Attitude Era's women's revolution can't come soon enough. I know, but for what they were given and for how untrained Sable is... It wasn't bad. You know, they're able to Ronda Rousey, God forbid. But if you think about the WrestleMania mixed tag team match that they had, kind of weird that it's kind of the same thing, wasn't it? You know, winning the women's championship the way she did, and now the first challenger with a bad back injury beating Luna. It's kind of how to build Sable up. I mean, Sable was a huge star at this point, but it would all change for her uh, in the upcoming months. But I think she did well for for what was given to her, even though she's not a great worker. But she is selling that back, so fair play to her there. I think much like um, people in the past, it's Luna doing the heavy work here, you know what I mean? Yeah. Much like she was at WrestleMania, to be fair. So who is she? So at the Mystery Woman is Tori, uh, who would go on to be with X-Puck and Kane uh, and a couple of bits. I never knew her uh, real name, to be fair. I just knew it was Tori. And now we're backstage and Bossman talking to Test and Shamrock. And they may be coming up with a plan for the Royal Rumble match, which is going to be soon. But before that, we've got one of the most brutal, vile, diabolical matches in WWF history. 
And it's the Rock versus Mankind in an I Quit match. Well, this is one of my favourite promos of all time. Mankind, the least your unworthy ass can do is give The Rock what is rightfully his, and that's a shot at his WWF title, Royal Rumble 1999. You're simply not championship material. It'll be a no disqualification match as well. I'm going to have to take a pass on that one, Rock. No count out as well. No thank you, Rock. The Rock guarantees that not one member of Team Corporate will be around the ringside. You get no title shot. Obviously, The Rock quits in trying to get your money. I accept. You and I at the Royal Rumble in an I quit match. How does it feel, Rock? How does it feel to be in a match that you can't win and I can't lose? What you're failing to realize is that you are going one-on-one on one with the great one. I've been through every kind of match and I've never quit. <laughs> been blown up i've been wrapped in barbed wire i've been thrown on tacks and beds of nails pain is my calling in life it's my middle name you're kidding in the hell is he standing oh my god he's got a smile on his face for god's sakes how is the rock gonna make mankind say i quit a corporate elbow here and a corporate elbow there The Rock plans on sprinkling a rock bottom here and a rock bottom there. The Rock's gonna take mankind out to the English announce table. And the Rock's gonna go down the line. Spanish announce table, French announce table, Ho Chi Ming Chow, Chinese announce table, all the languages down the Rock's rumble. I will never say I quit. Then the Rock is gonna drag mankind down Know Your Road Boulevard. Hang that right, right there on Jabroni Drive. And there it is. The Smackdown Hotel. Take his candy ass from room to damn room until it's I will not say them here nor there. I will not say them anywhere. I will not say those words, you twit. I will not, will not say I quit. He don't care about self-mutilation. He doesn't bother him a bit. There's a human being in there that is unbelievably indestructible. Indestructible, the rock's ass. The rock plans on proving to you and the millions and millions of the rock's fans. I will never say I quit. When it's all said and done, mankind, you'll realize that even though you have have one ear, The Rock has two, which means you son of a... The Rock is gonna hear you scream, I quit. There will be no disqualification, no count out, no corporate members at ringside, no stopping the match for excessive blood loss. You see, what I'm going to do very simply is beat the living hell out of you until you cannot take it anymore and you look up at me with that ridiculous eyebrow and you say the two magic words, Rock, I quit! First off, that promo for me was just everything because it showed me everything that I didn't know was happening in WF at the time and to see 
Mick Foley as Cactus Jack being put through the barbed wire and the C4 explosives by Terry Funk was another thing. I went out and as King of the Death matches. We've watched them, haven't we, you know? We have, yeah. I've showed you them, uh, which is kind of sickening. But it, not a, a promo setting up two characters perfectly, showing mankind as a deranged psycho man who would take all the punishment in the world and has done being thrown off the cell, numerous chair shots and everything else like that. But coming out basically on top and getting one over on, on the corporation, as we've seen with Mankind. That's a, rock, a cocky motherfucker with bragging rights and saying that it's going to be easy to make Mankind say, I quit. Again, you can see who's the face and who's the heel. It's a brilliantly told story. This promo's hilarious as well that The Rock's going to give. Because beyond the mat, again, we speak about it. They were actually showing a clip of The Rock getting ready for the promo before I actually gave the interview as well. And it just shows you... At the time, The Rock was being told what to say in it, and he basically came up with this. I mean, how hyped does The Rock look up ready for that? You know what I well, mean? Well, in a promo of about a minute and ten seconds, he managed to squeeze just seven of his catchphrases. <laughs> yeah, I that. know. It's crazy, isn't it? But he seems hyped. He seems ready for this match here tonight. He said he's going to make mankind scream. He, I quit. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I honestly don't. Has he ever made Mankind scream, I quit, I quit, I quit? No, but we heard Mankind say that earlier, didn't we? It's not a bad way to start being a wrestling fan, like having a rocker <coughs> fighting Mankind for the WF Championship. I thought this was like this all the time. And not a camera phone in sight, just people living in the moment. Oh, there's loads of cameras, though. You see all the flashes. Not a camera phone in sight. Yeah. People living in the moment. Just p- p- people on the cameras, though. Not a camera phone <laughs> no, in sight. No. <laughs> but lots of people taking pictures to remember the moment. And that's the important thing, Dan. No matter how you celebrate it, but just do it. But they're not sat there taking a photo, then putting about 17 different filters on it, then uploading it straight to Instagram or Twitter. No, but look how many signs are in the crowd. So loads of people aren't seeing what they should do. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like... You have to take every fucking moment away from me. Look, I don't care. You've been bitter ever since I beat you. In the predictions. Well, let's see if Mankind or The Rock will beat each other here in the I Quit match. We saw what happened to Mankind earlier with Mabel getting beaten up. Oh my god, here we go. Mankind was going to go up that second rope, but Rock tried to catch from behind. Mankind cut him off, though. He's got a rock in the corner, just wailing away with some big right hands. No corporation, no stoppages, no pinfalls, just the words. I quit. One of these men have to scream that word or say that word, and that's why old Hebner has got the microphone, and Mankind starts strong. Big knee to the face. And now Mankind's got the microphone. That doesn't work. And now The Rock trying to fight back with right hands. And now Foley comes out, kick midsection, reverse, goes to the Irish whip. Foley bouncing off the ropes and... Bulldog in the rock. Mankind's got something hanging out of his trunks. I beg your pardon. Well, Mankind asked the rock if he quits. And the rock said, you can kiss his. And before he could finish, he got hit by the microphone. Oh, and another shot to the head. And he said he wants to cut open that ridiculous eyebrow. (laughs) And the rock ever defiant as usual. He said he's going to kick the Mankind's fat ass. That didn't help him then. Uh, mankind just eliminated himself and the rock from the rumble. And Cactus clothesline now on the outside. 
Well, Mankind didn't quit after getting thrown off the head in the cell. If anything, he got back up again and then thrown through it, and he still didn't quit after that. And he still made it into the main event. Exactly. So, The Rock's got him out, but oh my goodness. <laughs> well, The Rock reversed an Irish whip, sent Mankind knees first into the <laughs> stairs. And that never, ever looks easy any time I see it. And Mankind always says that people who go shoulder first into the stairs aren't doing it right, but... When you see how he takes it, you you see why they don't. Yeah. And now the Rock's got the uh, microphone headset. He's talking smack to the Rock, but Rock talking smack to the King, but can't see mankind. Oh, the mankind takes the Rock out, and uh, they've all fallen onto the announce table. <laughs> Michael Cole's just sat there shitting himself. <laughs> And you'd never believe that that man goes on to be undefeated at WrestleMania. Well, that's true, yeah. To face the guy next to him. As Mankind picks up the chair now. Hits the rock in the back. This is brutal, Mankind now. What do you say, Rock? Uh, rock tells Mankind to kiss his ass and go hit by the microphone again. Oh, my God. Apparently, he's only meant to hit him by the microphone twice. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> And now Mankind's throwing the rock back in. Going to hit him with a double-arm DDT. Bang. Plants the rock. And this would be over. It was a normal match. And now we're going to see Mr. Socko. I think the rock underestimated Mankind. He thought with a Mabel attack earlier, it would be in the job done easy. But Mankind now has got his sock down the gullet of the corporate champ. We've seen him knocked out before. And I think he's out again. What do you say, Rock? What do you say, Rock? I'm going to steal some t-shirts. <laughs> well, the Rock is out of it, so he can't say I quit. Oh, my God. Now he wants to come true on his promise. He wants to split open a ridiculous eyebrow. The uh, ridiculous eyebrow, the people's eyebrow, and the corporate eyebrow. All one and the same. And Mankind's going to go right after it. It's been all him at the moment. The Rock is in Mankind's hand-picked match. As Mankind throws the Rock... Into the people. Just where the people's champ wants to be. Not a corporate champ. He turned his back on the people at Survivor Series. There's only one man here. Look at this. Getting engulfed in the WWE fans. Oh! But a rock turning it around as Mankind come charging towards him and sent Mankind over barricade and the rock followed very shortly after. I'm going to pass them over to those mats. And how thin are those mats, Dan? Those mats are in millimetres thick and it's just pure concrete underneath them. I mean, to be fair to a young me, I have seen no wrestling yet, really, on this pay-per-view. But still, The Rock's got the bell. <laughs> <laughs> well, The Rock using the bell and then singing bells will be ringing. And again, that could have... Uh, Oh, my God. Now he's got him in the Spanish announce table. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that didn't end up uh, going too well, but still quite painful nonetheless. Well, the weight, I mean, that must be at least 450 pounds there. At least 780 pounds. Right down through the announce table. The Rock said he was going to put him through the Spanish announce table, English announce table, Ho Chi Minh Chow Chinese announce table. Oh, the dreaded spit in the face with water. That just spurred Mankind on, though. Come on, you Spurs. That Mankind going straight after the Rock. Sending the Rock into the ring post. 
And now there's a rock trying to find a way out of here at the moment. Oh, oh my god. Man come from behind. <laughs> Some fans <laughs> yeah. throwing their signs in. That's no, ironic. It says have a nice day as it gets thrown on the rock. And he's not having a nice day here. He's further away from reclaiming his title than even he would like to admit. And now Mankind's been dominated. I've been really impressed by Mankind. Oh, as the Rock catches him. And the Rock's starting to fight back. Where are these two guys going? I know, but that's quite cool having that big rumble sign there, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like, they probably knew they were going to go for layers. They're going to the people now. And all the electrical equipment's there. Someone could end up getting fried. And mankind fighting back on the Rock, though. Oh, oh. but the Rock planting Mankind with a DDT on that concrete floor. <laughs> well, Mankind's not as articulate as the Rock's on the moon. Just say no, no, he's not going to quit. Well, he said it with kind of like a chuckle in his voice. Now the Rock working a Mankind. I mean, at this moment in time, you've got four guys. Forget about Austin McMahon. The Rock and a Mankind as well. At that absolute peak. Do you know what I mean? All working yeah. as best as they can. And where the hell's Rock going? <clears throat> he smelt what was cooking, and he's gone away. But also, you know, the things you've got to look forward to this year, you've got the debut of Angle, you've got the debut of Jericho, you've got the debut of The Big Show. You know, it is it's something that's going to... They don't stand still on what they're doing, do they? You no. know what I mean? It's always constantly evolving. <laughs> and Mankind has got the... Rock brought the ladder in. Mankind took him out, was choking him on the ladder. The Rock told Mankind to go piss himself, which is one of my favourite insults. <laughs> Oh, Mankind comes running in to drop that elbow onto the ladder that was on the rock, and the rock managed to get most of himself out of the way from underneath that ladder. And Mankind hit concrete and steel, and he wasn't the winner in that exchange. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah, rock after him again. And there's a few rocky chants here as well. He is cool, there's no doubt about it with the rock. They had no choice but to turn him as well, you know. Yeah. Against Austin, it was fine, but against anybody else, really. Now the Rock's setting up the ladder. The Rock's climbing the ladder, but this isn't a ladder match. Well, I don't know why he's climbing or where he's climbing to. And they're up in the crowd now. I mean, they must be at least 12 foot high. At least 16 foot in the air. (laughs) And Mankind now going up. To re- meet with a rock in the people. And why the hell's a rock taking this risk? But he's got Mankind in trouble now. Oh my god. And just as I say that, Mankind's in control. Oh, the rock's gonna go. Oh. 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 The rock catches Mankind with a low blow. See, if that was nowadays, every person you could see in shit would have their phone out. Oh, yeah, right out. And now the Rock sending Mankind to that barricade up there and climbing over to safety, getting a run up. And they thought they were the cheap seats. He's got Mankind! Oh, oh! Well, uh, Mankind's been knocked onto uh, some electrical boxes there and the lights have gone out in the arena. Well, this is my first big bump that I saw and honestly, I thought, right, that'd have happened. You see sparks coming out from there. Mankind landing hard. The lights going out in the arena. The fuck now? What are they going to do? There's no lights. Well, James, they have emergency lighting. 
and they have spotlights. Well, he must have gone through the main circuit board there. I'm no electrician. <laughs> that was <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm no electrician. And the rock, but even they're selling of it as well with the rock checking on with El Hebner. It looks like he's concerned. Here comes Show It Man now. Even the commentators are like, this is ridiculous now. They've got to get someone to stop this damn match. So, obviously, he must have asked the referee, is he okay to continue? He got the yes, because you see The Rock was concerned, then switched right back into character. Even Shane McMahon is saying to The Rock, come on, that's a bit too much. We talked about Rock showing his aggressive edge. What's more aggressive than, you know, sending Mankind through this and then saying, it ain't going to be over until he screams, I quit. He could be lucky he didn't get hit by any of the sparks as well, even if they were planned. I suppose it was the other side, wasn't it? So, well, I think you know it wasn't. It was they're lucky. Not, they're not so much electrical charges; they are more firework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Planned detonations. Yeah, but I'm saying that he's lucky when he fell. Bang! He actually went to oh, the right yeah. side. But you know, as far as someone falling off things from heights, there's no one better to do it than mankind. And mm. uh, for fans are still in shock, the lights still haven't come on completely. Which is, again, it's great storytelling by the WF. Now the pig lights have gone on, obviously, in the arena. Yeah. You see them all there. They're working over it. They, you know, they've not got all the lights back on yet. <laughs> Mankind. I mean, even if it was planned, he must be in some pain now. Oh, indeed, yeah. No offence to Michael Cole. When, again, not about beyond the back too much, but JR was backstage and Michael Cole's here basically telling him and the King what to say throughout the broadcast. But... You imagine this match with JR's commentary on it with him saying, Good God, Mick, would you please stop? You know what I mean? That would have been so much yeah. more kind of raw emotion. Even though it is a great match, don't get me I love this match. I think at this point now you're thinking shit's a little bit too far. As the Rock's now got handcuffs and you're like, Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna go a bit too far now. Well, I've heard rumours that Mankind and the Rock have only agreed on five mm-hmm. unprotected chair shots to the head. The Rock has taken it too far, but sure, there are no rules. Well, you know, what what can they do? Man has got to say, I quit to save himself, and now he's handcuffed. Well, what punishment would you rather take? Would you rather take the punishment he takes in this match, or the punishment he takes a year later against Triple H? Yeah, a year later. A year later, no doubt about it. You'd rather get pedigreed. On the thumb. The thumbtacks, yeah, thumbtacks, no. For me, this is vicious. They kind of, uh, what's the right word for it? Not toned it down, but kind of added more special effects as it was, if you know what I mean. Mankind used real barbed wire for his at the Rumble 2000. Yeah, I, I, you Tri- can Tri- see that. Triple H didn't. The thumbtacks, you know. What was more impressive, Randy Orton's bump into the thumbtacks, where, as opposed to, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because like, at least going in the pedigree, you've got the knees protecting you from Triple H. With these chair shots, you can't even put your... Because your, your, your first thing to do if you're getting hit with a chair is to put your... You know what I mean? You get your arm up or try and block it. As mankind, old man in an ass kicking contest, just went low. Well, he dropped his knee to the rocks plums, <laughs> and mankind just showing how tough he really is. <laughs> I can't even think of a line to yeah. go there. If I, if you know, if you'd have thought about it, you'd be like, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So get that piece of shit out of my face. You can see, mankind is really busted open underneath the mask. Cool. Now that. Things like that would probably hurt. Like, you know, because... You can't back I don't bump, know if you've ever yeah. been handcuffed. Well, it's not just... It's just a normal take on the back bump. And of course, I've never been handcuffed. And, you know, when you go down with the handcuffs behind your back. Yeah. 
And Alamox brought the chair in. Oh my god. There's no blocking this either, the people's elbow. But luckily enough, you know, with the people's elbow, at least it kind of, the rock can take some of the sting out. Yeah, of it. yeah, yeah. Well, you say that. <laughs> <laughs> it looks brutal, doesn't it? Yeah, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he says, go to hell, rock. For the closing sequence, rock may go to hell, but he's going to take your ass first. The plan was to come out here and then go to the rampway in five chair shots. So mankind slowly get to his feet, of course unprotected. Right, that's one. Two. two. Already, that's too many in the ring. Right, mankind needs to get out of the ring now. Oh my god, mankind says you have to kill me. He's getting up for a... F- no, he's not. He's, he's trying, trying to get, to get up. up. For a third. God. Didn't connect with it properly, Rock, didn't say. Fourth. That's what? the agreed upon amount of chair shots to the head. But mankind, after the third one, apparently did say to the rock, "Bring it on, motherfucker! We're, we're there." He did hit. Mankind got caught up in the moment as well. I'm not saying that's acceptable. So that's the lot of five. So maybe one more to the back of the head as a knockout blow would be fair enough. Nope. Well, there's number six. I mean, they never did anything like this again. This is uh, how mankind wasn't dead from this. Fucking hell. Seven. Seven. Fuck. <laughs> Into eight. Foley's on our fucking... Yeah. Foley's not even expecting this chair shot. What's that? Nine. For those counting at home, that is nine. And then... Ten. ten. Back of the head, one of the most dangerous shots to do. Now I'll be able to say, look, enough's enough. And what goddamn teeds at mankind... Was scream, I quit. Oh, that sounds very similar to something we heard early on in the night, actually. On heat, yes. And the thing is, if mankind is that, this is one of the things as a kid that I did. If I stand like that on the floor, to scream in that way is yeah. not possible either. But we'll be finding out something about this at the moment. Mm. We've got a new WF champion in the rock. I'm just getting over how brutal that match was. That was bad, wasn't it? That was very intense and uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. I, 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 that's why I don't think they show it anymore, because it's just... The, the spectacle kind of goes out of it after the, he gets handcuffed with the chairs. I mean, it's the most one of the most brutal matches, I think, in wrestling history. It's all about unprotected chair shots. Ten unprotected chair shots to the head. And, and so much more damage done to Mankind there. I mean, these two men would have so much of a falling out. Mankind's kids, Mick Foley's kids are there at ringside. Watching Daddy on, don't know what's going on. Well, yeah, you know, you've got his wife, Colette, his... Daughter Noel. Noel and Dewey. Yeah, Dewey. Um, yeah. Or watching on, go backstage and ask if Daz is right. He gets, st- you know, stitched up, stapled up as he is. Trying to calm down Noel, he's just going absolutely mental. And he speaks to the Rock a little bit later on, but there's still a little bit of problems. Up until Rock and Sock connection, but they kind of sorted it out. But then one by one, I believe the Rock's kind of promises were broken. You know, he didn't put the put Mankind through all the announce tables. He didn't make him scream, I quit. He did fuck him up, though. Well, he did. The Rock definitely showed his aggressive side. And uh, at this moment in time, it looks like it's going to be the Rock at WrestleMania to go against the winner of the Royal Rumble. They're still trying to get Mankind uncuffed. As the rock's walking away, mean son of a bitch. Did what he said he was going to do, like, walked out as WF champion. 
and a picture tells a thousand words, and we see it in a minute. And a rock there standing over Mankind, just lifting the title up. Mankind is unconscious. He kicked away the stretcher. <laughs> well, they're saying the rock needed to get a more badass attitude. Is this badass enough for you? Well, I think Mankind helped the rock so much during this little feud. You know, he's definitely gone from kind of mid-card uh, what we saw last year. Look at the blood just coming off Mankind as well. Not only, you know, we saw from Rock last year, but now as a true kind of main eventer. And look at that for Mick Foley up on his feet. And that was a true crimson mask there by Mick Foley. You don't want to be stretched out. <clears throat> well, that that is vicious. That is such a vicious matchup between The Rock and Mankind. One of my, I say favourite matches, one of these matches that I will never forget. My first ever event and that I quit match is just, I think it's brutal. Uh, and, and credit to Mankind and Mick Foley to still be standing now, you know what I mean, 20 years later. Yeah. It's, it's incredible stuff, but, I mean, it's not been too bad. Um, I mean, the undercard wasn't great, was it, leading into this? I think the I Quit match has definitely been the, the match of the night so far. Indeed, yeah. I mean, what would you give that out of five, Dan? What, the I Quit match? Yeah. I'd give that a four. I think you had the brutality, but I, I don't know. It's it's kind of tarnished the rock a bit, you know, by what he had to. I know it's kind of made mankind look stronger than the rock. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, in that way, and we'll find out what happens on Raw when when it comes to the rock and mankind. But I, I think you know, for for these two characters. It brought interest in it until WrestleMania. We're still not going to be sure how it goes down, you know. And that's what I really liked about it. I think all the other matches kind of three out of five, really. Just kind of basic stuff. Yeah. Gangrel's probably the better match out of all the other I'd ones. I'd give that one a three and a half out yeah. of five. The others, yeah, two and a half, threes. But up next it is the Royal Rumble match. And we are going to see Stone Cold Steve Austin and Mr. McMahon get it on. I'm damn sick and tired. Sick and tired. Watching you walk around with that championship belt. The Undertaker came. That's out of me. They got me. Austin has lost the title. Austin has lost the title. Miss McMahon has the title belt. You don't have it anymore. It's mine. Austin. 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 There will be no, no, no rematch. No rematch. Contract right here guarantees at least one title shot. That's it. The Stone Cold Stunner strikes. Lead up. McMahon just hit the referee. Austin had this match one. Another stunner. But there's no referee. But there's Shane McMahon. Two, three, or three. What? What? Steve Austin just got screwed. How brilliant is Vince McMahon? I want to make Stone Cold's life miserable. What I got here is a legally binding contract which gives me a title shot at the rock. Participants, all you have to do, Austin, is defeat the Undertaker 
in a buried alive match. Stone Cold is a competitor. Mr. McMahon dangled a piece of meat. That being a shot to be in the Royal Rumble. And Stone Cold bit. Of you winning the Royal Rumble. Because Vince McMahon threw Steve Austin. Number one. Number one. And on top of that, put a $100,000 bounty on my head, which means that individual who eliminates Austin will be $100,000 richer. Vince, you thought you were some kind of mastermind when you made yourself number 30 in the Rumble. Oh, no, that came back and bit you on your ass when Commissioner Shawn Michaels made you the second second man in the Royal Rumble. Austin, there is no chance in hell. If you want me to beat this big man's ass, give me a hell yeah. I want to make Stone Cold's life miserable. I will win the Royal Rumble. But there's a hundred thousand dead presidents who says that he's not going to win it. You will know that Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. There is no, no. chance in hell you will We've kind of gone all the way back through this story with uh, Austin and McMahon. You know, Austin thought that Shane was on his side, but it turns out it was a ruse all along. But how many storylines with changes in it do, do, do WWE have nowadays? I mean, you think like WrestleMania 14, McMahon said he didn't want Austin as champion. Ever since then, you know, he was annoyed by it. And then, at, like I said, September with Untaker and Kane beating Austin, taking the title off him. And that storyline's continued, doesn't it? You know, de- uh, the, like you said, what happened at Survivor Series, him getting screwed, and then having to qualify for the Royal Rumble by beating The Undertaker. And not only beating The Undertaker, but in, an, uh, in a Buried Alive match. Yeah, you know, it is a good, it's a good story of, like, you know, Austin overcoming every single odd that's thrown in front of him. And, you know, despite him coming in first, I think he'd be the favourite to win this Rumble. Yeah, but the thing is, he's going to have to face, well, 28 other superstars who want $100,000 in their bank account and Mr. McMahon there. So it's, it's going to be interesting Austin overcome the odds. So like I say, he's won it in 1997, he won it in 1998. Can he do three years in a row? Only Marcus and Hogan have won as many Rumbles as Austin has at the moment. Can Austin go one better than that? But we've seen Mr. McMahon training. And like I said, I love the Vince McMahon training segments as well. It's been brilliant. Even the Shawn Michaels story's been good because you needed the kind of authority figure to out in a way, you know, rather than him being yeah. screwed all the time. But, you know, even his past few appearances, he's been throwing spanners in the works of Vince McMahon. You know, he came in, he kind of, you know, cemented the fact that Vince McMahon wasn't going to get number 30 in the Royal Rumble despite the odds being stacked in his favour in the corporate battle royal because we saw China winning that yeah. after Austin came out as a distraction. We saw Austin coming out as a distraction as well, distracting the Rock so that mankind could get the victory. So, you know, not only has he got his own agenda, but he's also putting himself into other agendas in pissing off Vince McMahon. Yeah, he's not just sticking to what he's doing. Yeah, he's helping everybody out. And we get to show what happened early on Heat when he got uh, told he wasn't allowed access in his pickup truck. He needed a limo. So he bought a uh, monster truck limo. 
but that's on heater. So it's still quite cool to just hire a limo monster truck at that moment, you yeah. know, to show how cool Austin is. Well, I'm sure, you know, just showing the side of that limo with their fucking advert on it is enough mm. for them. Without a doubt. And then early, also earlier, McMahon with the slap heard round the world to Steve Austin. But McMahon has proclaimed there is no chance in hell of Austin winning this Royal Rumble. And of course, 10 10 220 is your number to call for something or other. And I'll tell you what else it shows you as well in the commentary and recently with JR how entertaining the King is I know the Kings get a lot of people you know with puppies and all that lot but as the corporate announcer he's really bringing it and actually helping the narrative more than maybe Michael Cole is at the moment you know oh most definitely yeah you know with when he's got the JR when he's got JR next to him they're kind of like opposites of each other you know JR's always on the good side King's always like you know promoting the baddies and yeah you know I find that very entertaining Brilliant angle. <clears throat> and now we've got the legendary Fink. <laughs> and the king telling him to move it along, Howard. Come on, Howard. Yeah, we've got the legendary Fink like, running us through the uh, the rules for the Royal Rumble. So I, I suppose you was listening to these. Yeah, I did. Like, yeah, the Royal Rumble was a new concept. It was just kind of like, oh, what's this? 30 men. All right. Each man comes out. And 30 gets men. Man. Yes, interested. Yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> yes. Each of them come out. Okay, you've got me. Get into the ring, right? So I'm, assu- <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming you watched WrestleMania 15. I watched that live. I yeah. did. I got confused with Valentine's Day Massacre because it said it was on pay-per-view. And I just assumed you had to pay for it as opposed to it being on Sky. But I worked that one out by WrestleMania 15. And the glass... When you hear the glass, it means your ass. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Nailed it. The reception he's getting here. We've already seen him once tonight. But only one man has ever gone from number one to win the Royal Rumble at this time. And that is Shawn Michaels. But don't forget Ric Flair went from number three to win it back in 1992. So McMahon and Austin, you know, aren't too far away. Like I said, Austin, for me, is definitely a favourite. But even in the Rumble matches, you know, he had a, he had a bullseye on his chest last year, didn't he, in a, in a Rumble match and got through it. And this time he's got $100,000 on his head as we wait. For Mr. McMahon to come out. Well, when they said he had a bounty on his head, I expected like a huge uh, coconut treat covered in chocolate. Yeah, well, unfortunately it wasn't. But he's out here waiting for Mr. McMahon. And of course, these two men haven't been in an official match together since they won the ratings war back in the April when they were going to have a singles match and Dude Love interrupted it. But now we're actually going to see Austin and McMahon. Well, yes, you know, and as per Austin's contract, he cannot lay hands man unless he is physically provoked or they are in a match. And oh my God, this is, is his nipple trying to go underneath his arm, but this physical specimen, who would have thought he's 54 years old? And he's still taking slaps 20 years later from AJ Styles. And look at the man just walking right up to the rattlesnake. Old blue eyes. He slapped him in the face earlier. And he's ready for action now and he means business. Well, if Vince McMahon's ever going to injure Austin, it's going to be right here, right now. You can hear the buzz in the crowd, but you can hear the excitement. And McMahon is more chisels in Jack than I think Stone Cold Steve Austin is. And he's got to wait until the bell rings. Oh, well. and here we go. But man with a clothesline. Austin ducks it and just unloads on the with the big right hands. <laughs> uh oh, now Vince in trouble. 
Austin stomping a mud hole and walking it dry. <laughs> oh and the ring God. is fucking shaking with the intensity that Austin's putting into McMahon. <laughs> well, Austin McMahon always went full force with each other. And we're seeing it here. And now McMahon's in the middle of the ring. Uh, we thought he was going to see a stunner, but it was a scoop slap. And you can see the eyes of McMahon as well. Uh-oh. Getting picked up. Is Austin going to make a wish? And McMahon's saying, no, please. Oh. Well, Austin just hit McMahon right in his giant grapefruits. Yes, I'm surprised he didn't hit Patterson. And now Austin, <laughs> seen as they're so far off his ass, I like that. As Austin now looking to maybe throw McMahon out. What side? But it's still $100,000 after he has his way with Mr. McMahon. Bonus point for his next Golga. And Mr. McMahon going to get eliminated. No, Austin stops. He wants to make McMahon suffer just a little bit more. Oh, and a big clothesline, but we're less than three seconds away for our next entrant. Who's number three? What a horrible rumble it is. Here comes Golga at three. And Austin McMahon, and Austin now just circling McMahon. Fez press. And I wonder what Golga's going to do. Well, Golga's going to do. There's $100,000 on Stone Cold Steve Austin's head. Even if Golga is a fan favourite... He wants to eliminate Austin. And here he goes. He's going to try and do it. No, Austin reverses. Eliminates Golga. McMahon's crawled out of the ring through the bottom rope. Austin has gone through the second and top rope. So neither man has actually officially been eliminated from the Rumble apart from Golga. And now Mr. McMahon is running through the crowd but gets stopped by Austin. And the crowd thought they saw something early with Rock and Mankind. And now Vince is running away. Someone's grabbing his trousers. He looks around. It's Austin. And what a crazy start to this Rumble. The only thing with this match, though, is there is a lull in the ring. Oh, it, it, honestly, this rumble's awful. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, this is not... The roster itself is not good, and uh, neither is the matchup. But I think it's like, who comes out next? Billy Gunn? It's a storyline. I, I think it might be Road Dog who just sits in the middle of the ring. Yeah. Edge. Uh, McMahon and Austin have disappeared. As Joss comes to the ring with no one there, Austin and McMahon are fighting in the toilets, and McMahon's running to the disabled toilets. The ladies' room. Oh, but it was a trap. Oh, no. The rest of Vince McMahon's corporation are there. Cameraman's down. Cameraman's down. Cameraman's down. Well, so is Austin and Bossman. Shamrock, Test, all beating him up. And Joss is standing in the ring like, oh, what's going on? Well, what a way to start. But now, there's nothing going on in the ring apart from Joss waiting for the next person. There's nothing Joss can do. We've already seen Golga come and gone. We know China's going to be number 30. And it's Edge, this young man from the brood. Scream and run to the ring. No, you don't scream. There you go. Ah! Here comes Edge. So excited to be in his very first Royal Rumble. And the first Rumble of many. Who would have thought at this time he would go on to actually win the Rumble event itself? Yeah, 12 years later. Who would have thought that? As Joss now raining down on Edge. Edge sent into the uh, <laughs> King saying, What do you think the boss man's doing? With that nightstick in the toilet, I, would, I don't want to think about it. And Joss sending Edge over. But at this time, Edge is obviously lower mid-card, so... And Joss is responsible for... Um, I was right, it was 2010. Was it 2010? 2011 was Del Rio. So we would have thought 11 years later, Edge winning the Royal Rumble. But obviously he's like lower mid-card at this moment in time, fighting Joss, who's responsible for Hawk's uh, death. Oh no, we saw Hulk, he's alright. Yeah, we wasn't sure for a couple yeah, of weeks, yeah. but we found out he, he was alright. Well, we've heard rumours about the man 
He is in the Royal Rumble. Uh oh, he got caught by Sparkler. He's got scared by the fire extinguisher as well. And you can hear the massive Gilbert chants in the arena. And they are not piped in. And this is a shot at the WWE's biggest star. And it, I mean, does this work in WWE's favour or against them having this here? Having Gilbert? I don't know. I think it's. I think it's like jealousy, personally. Yeah, I do, yeah. I don't think the joke really works that well. I think if WSW were going to do something like this and have like an Austin, it would have said something, but Gold- Gilberg's in. Gilberg's out. Oh, no. Edge chucks off Gilberg. And Gilberg's record stands at 0-3. Well, but Austin's record in winning Rumble matches has gone down considerably. He looks in the toilet. That might not be a cleanest place to be lying down. Do you know what I mean? Not like, that sanitary, no. And plus, he's only got a little bit of pants. He's got pants on. The rest is exposed. But anyway, Austin is unconscious and McMahon was smirking there, Dan. Indeed, yes. He, he he wasn't smoking, James. He had a smile on his face, not a cigarette in his gob. Yeah, you can't smoke in the toilets anyway. So, no. as Joss looks to get rid of Edge. But no one has claimed the $100,000 bounty just yet. No. Well, did the, maybe the corporation can split it between between the four or five of them. Be a nice little Possibly, bonus to get. Yeah. Irish whip, but Jaws moved out of the way. Edge splashing the top turnbuckle. It's a heavyweight champion count. Three so far. McMahon, Austin, Edge. Yeah, yeah. Steve Blackman. Blackman. Steve Blackman is number seven. He's a lethal weapon. Can he shock the world and win the Rumble? Is anybody in the ring at the moment you can see actually winning this, Dan? 20 years ago, no. If I knew then what I know now, I'd say Edge. That's true. And and the... uh, Trainers, EMTs, officials there look like they're going to stretch her off. Stone Cold Steve Austin, which is uh, not good for Austin. He tried to play the corporation game and got caught. Yes, indeed. And uh, it looks like Teddy Long's about to organise a tag team match there. And now three men in the ring, Steve Blackman, Droz and Edge. I mean, we talk about horrible 1999s for certain wrestlers. I mean, Droz, not the best 1999 coming up for him. Better than Owen Hearts. But uh, to be fair, that is true, yeah. Steve Blackman with a drop kick to Edge. And now Joss from behind. <laughs> Joss is like, get over here! And he gets poked in the eye. And Austin being stretched away as the three men here. And we're waiting for our eighth man. Would you have Blackman in your ring? Oh my God. I can smell the moustache from here. Oh, the most handsome moustache in the game. It is Dan... The moustache Severin. And I don't think he's concentrating on winning the Rumble. He wants Steve Blackman and he goes straight after him as well. Well, these two men have had their problems. Look at Blackman. Uh, look at Severin with his MMA training. Trying to get all the Blackman. And at least two men fighting off. I mean, you, you could almost have Steve Blackman playing the younger Dan Severin in the movie. Yeah. As Austin now gets stretched off. Fans in the background chanting for him. They're not even bothered with the crappy Royal Rumble match. Yeah, they're just like, Austin's unconscious, and he's going away in the amp. And look, the amount of fans that are outside the arena as well. Well, most of them probably couldn't get tickets, and now they're seeing their favourite Austin being put in the ambulance, and as we go back to the ring... yes, Droz the Rumble... has got Edge in trouble, and uh, Blackman's got Seven in trouble. Yes, the Rumble is still taking place. As we're waiting for number nine to come out, we're nearly a third of the way through the Royal Rumble match. And here comes, Dan, my personal favourite, Tiger Ali Singh. He beat Edge, goddamn you, at Capital Combat, at Capital Carnage. I think he's going to get the job done here tonight. 
Well, Vince McMahon doesn't really need to show his face back in this match again because, you know, his job is done. Austin has, in all intents purpose, been eliminated from the Rumble. Oh, come off it. You're saying McMahon not coming out here and participating. He's meant to be part of this Rumble. Imagine McMahon winning the Royal Rumble match by eliminating these guys in the ring right Don't now. Don't be absolutely ridiculous. Well, I'm just saying, McMahon is still officially in this Rumble. Austin is in it, but it looks like... He's on his way to local facility. You honestly think any McMahon is that egotistical to make winning something all about them? That's true. What the fuck? Well, hang on a minute. My favourite's in trouble. Edge. He's trying to get Tiger. Oh, don't help him, Joss. Oh, well, Joss is going to eliminate the pair of them. Here we go. With number 10 to come out. Is it Ty Dillinger? No. Who's it going to be? The Blue Meanie. I mean, look how strong the WF roster is. <laughs> I mean, the roster, you know, had a long way to go, but still. Still, only three he- former or future heavyweight champions have appeared in the match. Well, Blue Meanie did get beaten up by Bradshaw at the uh, ECW event. We got busted up from behind, and that's still one of the moments I like to remember. So, don't go ask my pick. And he is. Got signed from the ECW recently, of course, part of the BWO. And he's joined up with the job squad with Al Snow. Now, Jaws and Edge, who are going at it to begin with, not making a bad tag team at the moment. And Mustache is, uh, well, perspiring quite bad. He is indeed, Shouldn't really yes. wore a great T-shirt, should he, you know? But, you know, Edge and Jaws, they've got a few similarities. Both go to have neck problems. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Well, Dan Severn would have to retire due to neck issues as well, so it's a major issue. Major issue, but, you know, I think... Severance was kind of actually holding up that moustache. Oh, yeah, to be fair, the weight of that weighed at least, you know, 30 stone. At least 35 to 40 stone. But here we go, waiting for number 11 to come out. Now we're at number 11. I suppose we're not going to the back and seeing some beaten up. Oh, wait a minute. Ah. We're going to the back and seeing some beaten up. Looks like one of the headbangers, and that's uh, Viscera, the man who faced Mick Foley, Mankind, earlier on. Yeah, it's Mabel. I don't know who you're oh. talking about, this Viscera-type character. I mean, Mabel's coming out here now, and, and surely, Dan... Don't call me Shirley. He's got to be one of the favourites. Not only did he uh, beat up the WF champion, or ex-WF champion earlier, in the ring, like you pointed out, maybe it's time for Rumble. Who's going to be able to get him over the top rope? Well, he, he does weigh 500-plus pounds. At least plus 500 pounds. And he's coming out here, and he's more focused than ever before. This man... Is on a mission. Oh, now Mabel clubbing away. No, not the moustache. Eliminated the moustache and the Blackman. Oh, no, not and my pick. Ali Singh in a matter of seconds. Oh, my God. And now the Blue Meanie. We thought the Blue Meanie was big. He's nothing. And now that the Blue Meanie saying, look, just choke me. Oh, my God. This man is massive. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, you didn't know. Throw dog and oh my god, Mabel's got rid of Blue Meanie and Droz. Five eliminations. Well, I've got to say, Mabel's my pick. Well, he's just low blowed Mabel, slowed him down, and now he's going after the road dog. Oh, well, poor old Joss came in at number four. Did all right. Oh, Edge. Oh, one foot, one foot, just one foot. Ah, ah. Both feet. Both feet now. Sent into the announce table, and that's road dog versus Mabel. Lights have gone out. There's someone... F- nope. I thought, Undertaker. I thought that was something that would happen early. You know, when Mankind went through, the lights would go again. Oh, my God. What? And the Acolytes and Midian. 
Uh, got Mabel over the top, and I'm sure Mabel went over the top rope. That's a bloody shame. It's my pick as well, but here comes. Well, you know what he said earlier in Heat? He said there would be a sacrifice. And well, he's... Yeah. It looks like... He will choose his next victim, and now he's looking at Mabel. He is the sacrificial lamb. Oh, look how satanic and demonic he looks right now. So, yet again, we're left with just one person in the rumble to do nothing. Oh, come on, this is more important right now. Tongues. And Mabel seems to be transfixed as he gets beaten up. And the Untaker has came, saw, and he may came again. What? The Untaker now has taken away Mabel as he's forming his army, his ministry of darkness as Fruit slips over. Remember when Fruit used to be a proper member of the roster? <laughs> yeah, you know, he was a predominant part of uh, our earlier podcast, you know, being the leader of the nation. Exactly. And now a bit playing the ministry, but here we go. Cut the seconds away for number four, 13. And here comes Gangrel, and he seems to be happy, even though he did lose to X-Puck early on in the night. Maybe he's going to get some retribution against his DX uh, teammate. He's having a good time. And now Rodog goes right after Gangrel. And I think the fans at the moment make their own enjoyment, if you know what I mean. They're waiting to see what happens here. And Rodog's got Gangrel! And Gangrel is out, and the road dog is standing tall. And yet again, we get no action in the Royal Rumble. It just goes dead. I don't understand it. Why don't they just wait until the next person comes out before they do that? It didn't make any sense, does it? You know what I mean? Like Indeed, yeah. You know, unless you're, you're doing like a, a CM Punk thing, and it gets on the mic and then rolls out the crowd a bit, and, you know, that, that is entertaining. Give but... him the microphone. You know what I mean? He's yeah. good on the microphone. It might work for him. He's waiting for number 14. You know, even Austin, when he emptied the ring, he'd throw people in just to eliminate him again. Yeah. Oh, my God. Holy S- shit. Now, this is my pick. Seven foot of toughness. It's Kurgan. And the other, he's got the fans in the building. And Kurgan's been in Sherlock Holmes since he's left wrestling and a lot of other action movies. And to go to WrestleMania, this seven footer, who we saw at first at Survivor Series, is partly like the interrogator, I think he was called, or something like that. And... Big plans, and they just realised he was useless, I suppose. You know what I mean? Like Kurgan. Yes. And unlike Carly, they got rid of him and didn't give him a title. Yeah, well. didn't give him a world title, yeah. I mean, thank God he didn't come around ten years later. As he slams down Dog. Again, only three future or former heavyweight champions have appeared in the Rumble thus far. Yeah, we've had two King of England winners. Three King of England winners as well, so the same number as that. Austin, of course, Mabel... And Edge. So, you know, yeah. we're looking but at that two way. of them are future former heavyweight champions. Yeah, I know. Weird that. As we're waiting for 15, we are halfway through this Royal Rumble event. It's Corrigan and Rodog in the ring. Who's 15? Al Snow. Just Al Snow, not Head. Has Head got its own separate entrance? Well, Goldust stole Head off Al Snow, so he, he's been without <laughs> it recently. He's not been the same since he got Bloodbath from... The brood, and then he's gold dust for some reason has taken head. We don't know why. And Al Snow is maybe even crazier than ever. Well, like Al Snow, I, I'd hate. I've, I've gone without head for a few years now, so I'm alright. Well, it looks like Al Snow and Road Dog trying to get Kurgan out, and Road Dog's just having a look. Al Snow's in a precarious position. Road Dog pushes Al Snow out. Kurgan manages to hold on, though. And that's the second person Road Dog's eliminated, now going after the big man. Oh, but Kurgan with one big right hand knocks Rodog down. Aye, big man. Well, you like Kurgan. That's your pick down. We'll see how well he does. 
in this rumble as wait for number 16 to come out. Kurgan with a knees to Rodol, but Rodol managed to turn it round. Number 16, and it is Gold Dust. Well, we'll never forget the name of Gold now. And he's going right after Rodog. It's a shame Al Snow can stick around. Goldust stole a head from him. Now Goldust hanging up. Rodog in the corner might be going for Shattered Dreams, but no. Kurgan shuts that one down. And Kurgan, uh, Goldust is not that off height from Kurgan, really, when you think about it. Goldust no. is a big man, six foot six. He's been around, done that in WWE, been in the Continental Champion, and oh my God, Kurgan's just lost his hat. That's where all his power comes from. Even that, he's going to go psycho after losing it all. And Rodog's been dominating at the moment. And now Rodog's going to set up Goldust in the corner. <laughs> oh, he's going to shatter Goldust's dreams. Well, he's been mocking him, but oh, Kurgan catches Rodog. Grabs his arms. And now here comes Goldust. Oh. Huge low blow as we're a couple of seconds away from number 17. Well, James, you want some hoes? Well, it ain't going to be easy, Dan, but I've heard it's not as Goldust coming out here. Uh, Gold, Godfather's coming out. Goldust might be getting eliminated. And know Rodog can ask him and uh, the pimp is in the house. It's like, you know, with the gold dust and that, he's like, get some of that sticky icky and roll a fatty for the pimp daddy on about, like, rolling a big fat spit. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, up and say, pimping ain't easy. He gives his uh, coat, cane, chain, and jacket. And not cane, the big red machine. No, not, it's kind. No, not that one. But the pimping cane. And here comes Godfather. The hose is gone, so no one cares. And the Godfather's made himself relevant again, going after Goldust. Well, indeed, you know, one might argue that the Godfather's more relevant than his former leader from the Nation of Domination. Yeah, without a doubt, you know, changing it round. Goldust's working for him. As Kirk just squeezing Rodog's head. But, like, the the in-ring talent here is not great. You can see most of these wouldn't be around in the next couple of years. And if they were, they would do, do kind of tag-teaming up or doing other things, you know. Indeed, yes. Well, you know, you say that, but Road Dog, he's kind of like a SmackDown writer. You've got Gold Dust, who at the moment is out injured, but he's been quite relevant up until now. Well, not relevant, but he's played a part. Yeah. Oh my God, lights have gone out. It's Kane. It's Kane. Kane, the fourth former or future heavyweight champion in this match. Well, and he's got to be one of the favourites to win. This Royal Rumble here. We saw what he did this past Monday in Raw. Where he didn't want to stick, sit, he didn't want to lay down for the rock. I mean, what could uh, go down to the finger poker dome? Well, Kane refused it. And you know the threat from Vincent Mann about sending him to the insane asylum. But he's here in the Rumble. And Kane looks to be, oh my God, on target. Eliminates Road Dog with one arm. And Kurrigan. And now the Godfather's in. Godfather's out. Just Goldust remains. I think Goldust is going to be alright. No. Choke slams. Goldust outside the ring. Kane eliminates four. 
in about 20 seconds. Well, Mabel's eliminated five. Kane's eliminated four. But, oh, my God, look who it is. The white jacket's coming. Here come the white jackets and Kane's stopping them. They want to put him in a sane asylum. And well, I think Kane sent a message. Well, and Kane now saying to them he's going to put them away. Going over the top. Oh. Kane has eliminated himself from the Royal Rumble. Well, he was more focused on going after the orderlies than he was anything else. And for the third time in this match, there's going to be one person coming out here who's going to be doing nothing in the ring by himself. And it is Ken Shamrock. Well, the world's most dangerous man might win the Rumble. Look who it is. Oh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon has reappeared. Well, he's going to go one-on-one -on -one with Shamrock in the Rumble. Is, is he... Shamrock crazy? Is he... Well, he's about to say he's McMahon. What the... Well, McMahon's banished Austin. Maybe he thinks he can take on the entire world. And Shamrock, Intercontinental and Tag Team Champion, we might become Rumble winner tonight. I know Vince, though. <clears throat> Again, leaves the ropes through the second. So he's still in this match officially. Officially, he still is. Well, he's just doing it to save Ken Shamrock, I think. And McMahon is joining the commentary team. <laughs> that was good about McMahon getting the commentary. They really get over Shamrock. He said, what, you think I'm nuts? Ooh. Well, Vince McMahon has just confirmed that Austin has been taken away in an ambulance. And he's not coming back. Well, that is not good for any fan of Stone Cold. And McMahon hasn't got hair out of place. Jerry King Lawler, of course, kick it, kissing McMahon's ass. Billy Gump. And Sharon waiting now for who's going to be number 20, two-thirds through this rumble. And it's one-legged man and ass-kicking contest. It's Billy Gunn. And he's only got one boot on, but he's still coming out here. Oh, he's got more guts and brains than Shamrock. Oh, goes down low, kicks the very, very unprotected ankle of Billy Gunn. Well, not even a boot. You would think maybe put one of them on as protection, but oh my God. Shamrock just kicking Billy Gunn down. Again, Corporation versus DX. We've already seen Road Dog eliminated. Oh, but Gunn fighting back. Well, Sharon went for the kick and Billy Gunn turned it to the back suplex. Now he's going to try and pick Shamrock up. This is crazy. Gorilla press. Oh, couldn't quite get any pressure on that leg to kind of carry him over to the ropes, but injuring Shamrock enough as it is. And now Billy's going to send Shamrock over the top. Oh, no. Shamrock holds on. I don't think Gunn has realised it, though. I don't think we've had more than maybe five or six people in the Rumble at once no. in this match. Well, we're waiting for number 21 now as Shamrock's beating up Billy Gunn. Will he have help? No, he's well, not. test, <laughs> test, this is test. Well, in his very first Royal Rumble match, the hide gun of the corporation. And look at this, the Ministry still beating up Mabel back, backstage. That has been a long ass... It must have been about 20 minutes. They're going to put him in the hearse finally. At least 25 minutes. <laughs> they lock him in the hearse, send him away. Oh, man, I say Mabel will never be the same. And uh, we've seen the hearse now. And wh what's that sound? There's sirens. And it's an ambulance. And Has someone else been injured? Well, an ambulance came back in the arena, but man's eyes have widened. That's Austin. Stone Cold is here. 
and a huge swallow from McMahon. And Austin got the ambulance and came back. And <laughs> McMahon said he wasn't going to come back, but he's here. And the crowd finally interested. And McMahon is still in the rumble and now testing Shamrock. Having discussions about Billy Gunn, but Billy, a double low blow on both men. Now a double clothesline as we wait for number 21 to come out. 22. And Austin is already back out here. And number 22 sounds like Big Bossman. Well, Bossman coming out here, but the man has got his eyes attached to Steve Austin. And Austin is chasing the man around the ring. Oh, and he's got the corporation in there. And McMahon saves his hide again. And here comes Bossman out. So he got three corporate members. Shamrock's gone. Wow. Austin eliminating Shamrock. Bossman coming to get him some of Austin, though. Man, Bossman, of course, beat Road Dog earlier. Now he's got Austin in the corner. So that $100,000 bounty still stands. Well, it could be Billy Guns. It could be Tess... A corporation should team up, really. Hot time on Austin at the moment. Oh, no. Austin's giving uh, Bossman's time, and now he's going to choke him out with a tag rope. And now number 23 is coming out in about five seconds as Test feeling the effect of a low blow going after Billy Gunn. Oh, and it is Hunter Hurst Helmsley. Another former World Heavyweight Champion, as you were saying earlier, joins the fold, the fourth guy, and another King of the Ring winner. Yeah. Help goes straight to test. And maybe that's a bit of help for Austin. Well, I think DX hate the corporate more than they want the $100,000 bounty, I suppose. But they did say it's every man or woman for themselves but when it comes Billy to But then Billy Gunn has just gone after Austin. Well, the crowd's not happy, but Billy wants $100,000. Well, just think of how many uh, pairs of Mr. Arse trunks he can buy with that. Or does he just need it for his medical bills on his ankle? Oh, my God. Austin might be going, but Triple H saves him. Triple H wants Bossman, and Triple H wants it. And that's why he stopped Bossman, because he wants $100,000. And Austin seems to be enjoying beating up Billy Gunn at the moment. Sidewalk slam from Test to Triple H. I mean, these two guys are going to have a bit of a coming together soon. Yeah, they'll, they'll definitely be sharing the same things. As Billy Gunn gets wiped out by an Austin clothesline. But then it's Bossman with a strike stopping Austin. Number 24, here he comes. Hello, ladies. I'm surprised Shamrock got eliminated the way he did. He could have left him out here to have a little altercation with Val Venus. Plus corporation a little bit. Yeah. You've got more faces and hills at the moment in the ring. And McMahon pleading on $100,000, boys. And Tess with a big boot. Oh, no. Austin with a rake to the eyes, though. Saving himself for the time being. It's weird. Tess went from shorts to long pants to little pants. And now Billy Gunn sending Austin in the top turnbuckle. Oh, Billy Gunn's in trouble. And Billy Gunn is out of here. Well, Austin eliminates his second person, third person of the night. Of course, he eliminated Golga, who was third in. Shamrock and now Billy Gunn are now looking to get rid of Triple H. With Bossman's help, that's a weird combination. And Tess taking out Val Venus, and now 
Three men trying to get rid of Triple H. <laughs> Phoenix comes by the limbo, gets caught with a clothesline by Austin. Waiting for number 25 to come out here. I mean, aside from Road Dog, all the members of DX have had quite good picks. They're not bad, are they? His Billy Gunn has gone now, but x Pac kind of takes his place going after Test. Now we've probably had the most people we've had in at a time working each other in the corner. Six people now. And Venus up to the top. Double axe handle, smash, takes down Austin. And now Val, what do you think? The production on his next porn feature would be after $100,000 with Val Venus. Indeed, yes, he could, uh, he could possibly afford some high-class actresses. And Austin sent out. He didn't go over the top rope, though. He went underneath the bottom rope, Venus sent him. And now Austin's making his way back in. Oh. Ooh. Doesn't go to the top often. Ah, but he takes down Val Venus. I'll pay back so you know what. As we wait for number 26 to come out here. Let's see X-Pac being sent for a ride by Austin. Dodges him. Catches Austin with a kick. Sexual baby. Oh, one of the greatest theme tunes of all time. Sexual chocolate Mark Henry. Yes, he might have touched Sammy. But that's all right now in the LGBT community. It's fine, Mark Henry. Don't worry. As he's coming out here looking to put a beating down or a man or a woman. I kind of need to update his outfit a little bit. Still wearing a bit. He is indeed, yes. Well, just think how much mouthwash Mark Henry could buy with $100,000. That's true. He could probably bleach everything, couldn't he? There's now boss man holding Austin and the big man Mark Henry. What, you're saying Mark Henry needs to bleach his skin to become white? What, you racist or something? Oh my God! He's holding Bossman's holding Austin. Mark Henry with the strikes, but Austin moves and Mark instead oh. sends him into the corner. Austin down low by X Pac, and now look at Bossman going after X Pac now. The first time it's felt like a Royal Rumble match. It is actually indeed yes. And we're waiting for our eighth man to be in the ring here, or our 27th in the Royal Rumble. Don't forget Mr. McMahon is at ringside as well. Indeed, and 27, the luckiest number in the Royal Rumble. And it, James, it is Jeff Jarrett, and that is J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T-T. And don't piss him off. And he's looking to go straight after X-Pac, the easy pickings, but Tess is waiting for him. Triple H's not had that much of a uh, major impact here, has he? Major impact? No. And now look at Jeff Jarrett and Val Venus teaming up. They go on to win it. Three years' time. Four years' time. Well, Val Venus? No, Triple oh, H. Triple H, yes. That's what I'm saying. win it. 2003? Two. 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 And now X-Pac and Triple H. Oh. X-Pac catches Triple H with a spinning heel kick, and Triple H did say every man for himself. Well, it might come back to haunt him as Venus and Jarrett teaming up with Austin. X-Pac's going for the Bronco Buster on Bossman. Test Mark Henry fighting off as well. Oh, my God. And here we go. Dino Brown's coming out at 28. And he's got a couple of hoes with him as well. Look at the top Terry Reynolds is wearing. Honestly, I could not believe it. As an 11-year-old boy, Terry Reynolds coming out here wearing this, this top that she is. Jacqueline's all, all right. See-through top. Fucking hell. I know. I know. I know. How lucky was I as a kid, Dan? I bet you paused that and had a lot of masturbatory aid. So I you've did. seen Jacqueline's tits. So, uh, Terry, Reynolds. Terry Reynolds' tits. Uh, Sable's tits. Sable's tits. Yeah. China's tits. 
Mate Young's tits. Oh, wait a minute. Test has just been eliminated by Stone Cold Steve Austin. We nearly got distracted here by that. Oh, oh my God. Oh, an X-Pac's been eliminated by Bossman. And Bossman sends X-Pac flying. But Vince McMahon doesn't care about that. The only person he wants to see eliminated is Austin. Well, we know China is number 30, but who is going to be 29? So there's seven men in there at the moment. Only two left to come in. Two. And Mark Henry taking out Triple H. And Jeff Jarrett has been on since he's come out. Mark Henry. Oh, yeah, Mark Henry, six. We must be racist. So, yeah, Mark Henry as well. Six former world champions in this match. Oh, and Jeff Jarrett, a beautiful drop kick on Austin. That's J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T. And five all Rumble winners. Owen Hart's coming out number 29. He has won the King of the Ring. Of course, the King of the Ring... 1994, Jeff Jarrett's gone. Ah, and enough is enough. He's tagged him by And Austin going straight after, uh, sorry, Owen going straight after Austin. Well, we know the history these two men have had. Austin got his neck broken by Owen Hart back well, in 1997. It'd be funny if Droz eliminated D'Lo and Austin eliminated Owen Hart. Yeah, you're right about that. History of neck problems. But I'm talking about the feuds, obviously. We know 316, I just broke your neck. And Austin now coming out from under. He's going to McMahon. Get the drink. Just throwing the water over Vince and slapping him with the uh, the water container. And that's not the first jug we've seen today, James. No, honestly. It's not the first picture that we've seen taken. As he gets thrown at McMahon, McMahon just going to adjust himself. You get back to it. And D'Lo... Neck and all taking down Stone Cold. And Mark Henry squashing Triple H. And only one person left to enter this rumble. Number 30. We know who it is. Yeah. The first ever female entrant into the Royal Rumble. China. Don't treat it like a woman. Don't treat it like a man. Don't, Don't treat, treat it like you know me. Just treat, treat her, her for who, who and what she am. She am. So here comes China to participate in the Royal Rumble and Mark Henry has got eyes on her. We know about the history that these two have had. They thought they were going to get it on and China gave him Sammy to suck on and that was a surprise for him. And China's in the Rumble now. Going straight after Mark Henry. She has. She's got a target set straight on Mark Henry. If humiliating him wasn't enough, she wants to humiliate him further by eliminating him from the Royal Rumble. You can see Austin just looking on and a forearm flooring Mark Henry. And sexual chocolate's in a bit of trouble in China. He's got Henry. Oh, oh my God. China but... sends Henry over the top rope. Oh, but wait a minute. Look who's waiting. Stone Cold. Oh. oh. Her arm bent over that top rope. That looks really nasty. You should see what she does in the porn films. And China there eliminated from the Royal Rumble. Austin from behind. After China eliminated Mark Henry, a 400-pound man being eliminated over the top. But China then over. And Triple H furious by that. Going straight after Stone Cold. And it's going to be one of these men left in the ring who is going to go to WrestleMania. And only one of these men is going to get 100 grand if they can eliminate Stone Cold Steve Austin. There's only one corporate member left in the ring, though. But I'm sure there's uh, a lot of men that could use a hundred grand. Well, D'Lo, you know, former European champion, could maybe visit a few cities that he represented as champion. 
Owen Hart could buy himself some skydiving lessons. Oh, my God. Triple H now going to try and send Stone Cold Steve Austin over the top. But Austin hanging on. And Val Venus realising that he wants 100 grand for himself. McMahon on commentary doesn't care who gets it. As Venus struggles to get Austin over the top. Only six men left as I say that. Wow, Triple H has eliminated Val Venus. Five men remain. Stunner to Triple H. Triple H is gone as well. DX has been eliminated from the Royal Rumble. But there's still a corporation member in there as Bossman. Of course, Owen Hart. You know, dangerous he is. Dino, former member of the nation. So it started off with Austin and McMahon. Can it finish with Austin and McMahon? Well, I, I hope. I think McMahon doesn't want that to happen at all. There's still three men that could get the job done here. You can see, you can hear McMahon's desperation. He said, "Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to throw him over." I know, and Hart trying to eliminate Bossman, but he's holding on to Owen's singlet as D'Lo takes out Austin. And Austin now reversing D'Lo in the Irish whip. Goes for the clothesline. D'Lo dodged it. Oh, D'Lo looking for a drop kick, but Austin's swatting him aside, dropping the elbow onto his chest. And now just choking out D'Lo. The boss man might be in trouble by Owen Hart here. And Austin a bit troubled by D'Lo. Well, Owen Hart would love no more than to eliminate Austin. You think about Austin sustained earlier, getting beaten up by the corporate team. Now he's been in for at least 15 minutes. At least 25 minutes. And now I'm picking up Bossman. Dilo's kind of changed his attention to uh, save his fellow flak jacket wearer. Oh no, but he gets nuts by him. <clears throat> Owen Hart catches Austin with an insiguri. Well, we know how dangerous that insiguri is. Took Shawn Michaels out of action for a few months. Now he's going to look to put Austin out the rumble. Austin has eliminated Owen Hart. Three oh, men remain. Owen went flying over the top there. We're in serious trouble in the landing. And now it's Austin and Bossman left. And D'Lo. D'Lo's hiding out in the corner. It's best strategy for him. Now here comes Bossman underneath the bottom. Punches Austin in the face. D'Lo up top. Looking for his frog splash. Hits it. Well, they can both be 50-50 on it if they want to. But Bossman. Oh, no. He wants some money for himself. He throws D'Lo over the top. Stunner. And Austin's got Bossman. And Austin has eliminated Big Bossman. So everybody's been eliminated apart from Stone Cold Steve Austin and Mr. McMahon. Well, surely. Don't call me Shirley. This is Austin's rumble now. Well, Austin's finally going to get his hands on Vince McMahon. He only got his hands on him a couple of minutes earlier before McMahon's plan. And now Austin goes to jump at McMahon, but McMahon dodges it. And just... Beating Austin with his headset. That's what man stood up there in the headset as well. Someone threw something just hit him right in the side of the head. They don't like the man here and he's in serious trouble. And they're back into the crowd now. Well, I think that's, uh, you know, Austin would have learned his lesson earlier. Not to kind of follow McMahon anywhere because, you know, it ended up with him getting carted off in an ambulance. I think he just heard your advice because he's frozen right back into ringside. He can't win the Rumble match on the outside. But Austin can sure enjoy himself. Indeed. And, and Austin's it. getting a chair to enjoy himself a bit more. Indeed. 
He's going to use it, but man, not like mankind and rock, is it? He's stalking the owner of the company. Don't turn around, but man, he turned around and got thwacked for it. There's no one here that can save McMahon now. Well, the corporate just mano e mano for the, the Royal Rumble. The thing is about it is that a corporation, you know, could maybe get involved, but they've been taken out by Austin throughout the night. And McMahon may be unconscious as he's thrown back in by Austin. How much is the wage for a WrestleMania match nowadays? I was just thinking, is a hundred grand worth chucking yourself over the top rope for? Oh no, probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> not if you're Austin. Even though we find out the stipulation, Tech win the rumble anyway, but... Oh, my God, Austin threw McMahon in. Was looking to have his way, but, man, he went low. Well, it was a desperation shot from McMahon. And McMahon now might be eliminating Austin from the Royal Rumble. Who'd have funk it? Well, it's certainly going to save himself a hundred grand. Went for the clothesline. Missed. Stunner. And Austin saying, that is it. Job done. F that shit. And now Austin. Not well, I think he wants to toy with his prey before finally ending him. Perch on the second rope. Drops the elbow to the heart of McMahon. Oh my God. But here comes the Rock. The WF champion. And Austin's had his problems with the Rock before. Cost him the title against Mankind. But the Rock has got it back now. Looking on at Austin. Egging him on. And Austin just saying, come on, bring it on, come in. Let's do it. Austin wants the rock now. Austin desperately wants him some of the rock. Well, the rock's up the apron and Austin is going to fight him off. And oh. McMahon has eliminated Austin from the Royal Rumble. And the winner, smile. Vince McMahon. And you see the little smile on McMahon's face knowing that the plan went right. He eliminated Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mr. McMahon has eliminated Stone Cold Steve Austin from the Royal Rumble. And Austin cannot believe it. Thanks to The Rock, Austin has lost out again. McMahon has won the Rumble. I couldn't believe it as a young lad. Mr. McMahon winning the Rumble didn't make any sense. And now The Rock is coming to stop Austin. Well, he's going to try and stop Austin, but he's just pissed him off some more. Well, now they're fighting up the end. The Rock running away from Austin now. There's no chance in hell plays in the background. So Vince McMahon has got himself a shot in a WrestleMania main event. Well, you talk about not coming through with guarantees. Mr. McMahon guaranteed Austin would have no chance in hell at winning the Royal Rumble. And he was right because he was eliminated by Mr. McMahon. Like you said, Mr. McMahon main WrestleMania 15. In quite an unbelievable move. As the Stooges and Shane referees checking on McMahon. He's in serious trouble there. Dan, what are your thoughts on McMahon winning the Rumble? Well, you know, this... I'll share my thoughts on the Royal Rumble first off. It was an awful Royal Rumble. Basically centred around one story. And that is a story that has been in play. A story that was like... um, you know, the first part of this, it was all about Austin and McMahon. And this whole Royal Rumble has been about Austin and McMahon. And, you know, Austin and McMahon was in the ring to start off with, it was hot. It cooled down during the middle bit. And then, you know, it heated up, obviously, as Austin made his return and McMahon made his return. 
And, yeah, you know, it was very, very enjoyable. Storyline-wise, it was absolutely awful. Yeah, but well, we see McMahon and the Stooges and his son Shane all going up into a corner, Austin-style, with a beer, celebrating the fact that Vince McMahon has won the Royal Rumble. Well, I just want to go back to your point about saying it's all about McMahon and Austin, and... One thing you can't say that they didn't do is say it wasn't. They didn't say it was the most star-studded Royal Rumble ever. They didn't say it was going to be, remember the Rumble, it was going to be, you know, kind of the greatest event. It was It was all about Austin McMahon. The promo at the start, it was all about Austin McMahon. The story tonight, all about Austin McMahon. And for anybody who paid for it to see that storyline, it paid off for them. Do you know what I mean? Because everybody thought Austin was going to win tonight and put McMahon away. And now it's thrown like another chink in the, the armour on the way to WrestleMania, and it surprised us. And it's, it's about, like you said, there's problems there with the roster and with kind of storylines and everything else. But as a story with Austin McMahon, it was a real payoff, wasn't it, you know? Most definitely, yeah. And I think the I Quit match is kind of match wasn't very good, but the I Quit match, I think, was the best. Uh, what was your rating? If you're going to give a rating out of 10 for this pay-per-view, what would you give it? Um, I'd probably give it a 7. You know, and... And a majority of that seven is the storyline for the Royal Rumble and the uh, the Mankind Rock match. I'm going to give it an eight just because of uh, the I Quit match itself and being the first, first pay-per-view that I remember. Shot Women Man won. Uh, and it was a kind of razzmatazz and just to think of the, you know, superstars and everything like that. That kind of, you know, brought it to life, if you know what I mean. It was like, oh, this is saying that I can follow on. Oh, what's the next event? You know, oh, it's this or WrestleMania's coming up, I can enjoy that. And I think that's always good to get involved nice and easy. And you even get like a nice little wrap-up package at the end anyway, didn't you, for uh, the Raw Rumble? Yeah, just a little highlight shot. Yeah. I think that's 8 out of 10 for me. What are you doing? James, what on earth are you doing? What am I doing? What's it look like I'm doing? It looks like you're trying to blow up some balloons. Yeah. No shit. Why are you blowing up balloons? You know why. Really? Yes, the end of the month. Do you mean the WNR 200 on January the 25th? Well, of course. We are live and it's going to be a party. We're playing games. So I thought not only snacks, but game changer, balloons. Well, I thought we would have a retrospective look back at 200 episodes of the WNR and pick out important or funny moments that we have made and tell everyone what goes into making the WNR podcast. Oh, yeah, all right, we'll do that instead then. Uh, but that's not all for this episode because we do move on. We're going to have one episode of Raw, one episode of Nitro, and then something very special right at the end. So we move on to Raw, January 25th. The Rumble showed the WFA is best and it's worst. They had some solid matches and a vicious but solid main event. However, I think I rated the show. Oh, fuck you. The actual Rumble was disappointing, though. The ratings fell a bit from last week, but only a little. The show started strong with a 5.7 to see what happened at the Rumble and fell to a 5.2 for a near 5.5 tight total. Nitro improved to a 5.0 off a 5.3 
4.6 and back up to a 5.1, nearly beating Raw. Well, the corporation is in the ring. Here comes Vince, introduced as the winner of the 1999 Royal Rumble. They host him up on his shoulders. Vince came, he saw, and he kicked Stone Cold's ass. He brags a bit. He congratulates The Rock for making Mankind quit. He's going to pay The Rock the money. He also knew Rock had a long night and that when he went to bed, we woke up in a cold sweat realising he had to face Vincent Mann at WrestleMania. Rock looks a bit irate after you said that. <clears throat> but Vince assures him that that will not happen as he took himself out of the main event and will allow The Rock to choose his opponent. Vince continues to gloat. He told Austin there would be no chance in hell that he would win the Rumble. And now, he never will ever get another title. He has run out of chances. Austin is in the Titantron. Austin is on the Titantron, drinking beer and calls Vince a jackass. Vince makes sure he is in Texas before bragging that he is too scared to leave the house, knowing he was tossed out by him. Well, Austin's not faved because he's going to WrestleMania. And Vince responds he will be buying him a ticket. Nope. Austin will fight the champ at WrestleMania. Vince is baffled and thinks he's smoking local weed. Austin brings out HBK's healing nice and he states that Austin will be there. But he has Austin in his house to protect Austin from himself as he would open up a can of whip house on Vince. Sean goes to the rule, seeing as Vince gave up his rights and he whips out a bottle of Jack as a rule book and quickly pulls it back, giggling. Well, Sean tells everyone that if the winner... <coughs> Sean tells everyone that if the winner cannot compete in the main event at WrestleMania, then it goes to the runner-up. Jesus, you'd think that Vince would know the bloody rules, but he never does. The fans chant for Austin. Austin wants to scramble his brains, but he has a proposition. He wants the title over his shoulder, but he wants to beat Vince's more so. He will put his right up to face the champ at WrestleMania if Vince will face him on Valentine's Day, and if he loses, he forfeits his title shot. Vince counters that Austin wants more. Austin reminds him that he could even toss him out any time and should have been... But Rock got his square-headed ass involved. Vince is intrigued. Austin knows that all Vince does, so it will be a cage match. And Vince can run around the ring and climb to safety. Vince is wary and confers briefly with his stooges. And Austin demands another beer from HBK, who obliges with a grin. He's smirking, Dan. No, James, he hasn't got a cigarette in his gob. He's got a smile on his face because he's got his own way. Austin taunts him and asks if he has the balls. Vince does and agrees. Well, now Austin is guaranteeing that he will kick his ass all over the ring... And, walked o and walk over his bloody ass, and he would beat The Rock, because if he did not, there's no business ever wrestling, and that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Well, Triple H, Triple H, Triple H and DX come down. Uh, Chip says he will not say his catchphrase to the crowd. He is tired of The Rock, running his mouth. He also knows that Mankind never quit. He wants an I quit match. He wants it for the title, as he knows he beat him once before, and will do it again. This is The Rock's chance to show some guts, and if he's not down with that, he can suck it. So we go on, and it is Goldust versus Billy Gunn. And as DX leaves, Goldust attacks. He slams him and sets up Shattered Dreams, but the ref blocks it. Gunn knocks him back, and Gunn moons him, and then knocks him to the floor. Goldust's music blares, and it is a blue meanie dressed as Goldust. Goldust rolls up Gunn and gets two. Two. And then nails him with a spine buster. Meanie grabs head and cracks Goldust in the skull with it, and he stumbles into a pile driver and Gunn pins him. Well, a shitload happened here. Not really much was well done. No, and then Mankind arrives. 
Well, the oddities come down, but the rock interrupts and prevents to check them into the SmackDown Hotel and to show some respect for the WF champ and get their candid asses out of the ring. They glare at him, but reluctantly leave. The fans chant, Rock sucks. He tells them they can chant all he wants, but he's finally the WF champ again. Triple H wants to be like The Rock, but he's not. He proposes a little match, and The Rock has the balls the size of this arena. He would beat his Rudy Poo candy ass and reminds Triple H he never beat him as China hit him in the people's jewels. He plans on taking his right hand and WWF belt in front of the millions. No crowd response, so he follows up with the millions of fans that they can smell what The Rock is cooking. On the Tron, Mankind just strolls up to an armoured car and beats up the security guards and takes a hundred grand from them and heads to the ring where an irate rock stands. Mankind comes out and is upset. The rock has his belt, but he has his money. He tosses some into the crowd. Well, the rock starts going after him, but Mankind tosses more and threatens to get rid of it all. He pockets some and throws more. He gives credit where credit is due. He felt he was hit 11 times with a chair and he felt gushed, gashed open and he'd been even more electrocuted and hadn't he had he has an issue though he may have been unconscious because he doesn't remember saying i quit he may be losing his mind so he woke up early he went to the production truck and he said i quit three times on heat and it was recorded well they go to the rumble match and all the times he refused to quit now to when he was knocked out and jesus you can tell it was recorded mankind states that those were the same words he said on heat mankind states the rock never beat him and that he is not the champion There will be a lot of bored people at half-time at the big game, so he challenges him on half-time heat. Well, he wants to fight with no people around. He wants to fight in an empty arena. Two will enter and one will get his ass kicked. He will get the money back, but it was another short. A soccer needs some change. Rock agrees and calls him a cellulite piece of crap. Mankind will see his ass at an empty arena at half-time heat. Um, So Triple H will clearly not win. Why not save it until after the match? No, well, now the oddities are down. Yes, and it is George the Animal Steel versus Droz. Droz wants the freaks out of the ring so he can kick his airy ass. They leave. George bites him on the arm for about an hour. He goes after the turnbuckle, bites it, and once it's exposed his head, he's driven into it and is pinned. Um, okay, I'm not sure if this means something. I'm, oh, um, okay, I'm sure this means something, but I'm not quite sure what. Well, Droz is beating him up after the match. Refs are getting tossed, and here comes the oddities, and they chase him off. Well, Bossman and Shamrock are drinking some sort of liquid to not be distracted by Deborah. But Deborah claims no one can resist her. Mark Henry comes in and they start flirting. She has a sweet tooth. She wants her some sexual chocolate. And match three is Big Bossman and Ken Shamrock versus Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart for the WWF Tag Team Titles. Well, Deborah pats Bossman on the ass and double J, double F, J, A, double R, E, double T... Did we do that for the original one? No. No. Well, match three is Big Bossman and Ken Shamrock versus Jeff Jarrett, and that's J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T and Owen Hart. That's O-W-E-N-H-A-R-T for the WWF Tag Team Titles. Well, Deborah pats Bossman on the arse and Double J tries to take advantage but gets his head taken off with a big boot. Bossman hammers him as the crowd calls Owen a nugget. Double J fires back and he and Owen double close on him. Owen tries for the sharp suit but he's kicked off and now Shamrock is in and he hammers Owen until he gets nailed by an insecurity. Owen gets two. Two. Shamrock counters with a Russian sweep and a heel kick to the head. Shamrock hits him with some rights, but after a whip, Owen snatches him and gets two. Two. And clocks him with a spinning heel kick. Shamrock comes back and gets and takes him down. And now Deborah's up on the apron. 
Oh my god. Well, she's unbuttoned her top. She's revealed her lovely lacy black bra. And it ushers it, Shamrock over, but I think that just spurs him up. No, it's not. Oh my god, now jacket's off. Yes, James, jacket off. And Shamrock now thinking, should I get distracted? No, no, still not going to work. Well, he's got the ankle lock locked in. I think Deborah needs to remove some more clothes. Well, Jeff Jarrett stops him there. Deborah's still up on the apron. Referee distracted by him. Bossman sending in double Jaylee outside. And here comes the blue blazer. That's a black blue blazer. And that's blue blazer with a guitar. Smashes Jarrett over the head with it. Well, the tag title's on the line. And, and Owen Hart is going to go for the cover too. Three, we've got new tag team champions. Owen Hart and Jeff Jarrett win. The tag team championships. And all thanks to maybe Deborah. Oh, my God. And the Black Blue Blazer. And the Black Blue Blazer. We can't forget him. Fair play to Double J and Owen Hart. Tag team champions again. A title change. And the corporation not having a great night. I mean, Shamrock is still a Canal champion. But does that free up the tag team titles to do something else, do you reckon? Potentially, you know, these two guys, they have a lot of potential to be a good tag team together. You know, Owen Hart definitely knows a solid worker. Jeff Jarrett's neither here nor there, but, you know, with the technical ability that the Nugget brings to it, certainly. Well, Kevin Kelly's with him, and Owen and Double J declare they were not the Blue Blazer, and Double J talks about vindication and being pissed. Well, Bossman and Shamrock are certainly not happy. He cut... <coughs> Here comes Shane with Patterson and Briscoe. Shane talks about Kane screwing up and he needs to apologise. The McMahons are compassionate and he calls him down. Apparently he apologised last night and now he wants to do it in public. He does so. Shane wants it louder and Kane is getting irate and he does it again. But it's not good enough and Kane needs to get down on his knees and do it. He goes down and then gets right back up. Now he has to get down on both knees. Here comes X-Pac. Well, he has enough of this crap and they need to step off. Pac's slurring slightly, or is that his permanent speech impediment? Pac tells him to run with DX and they will have his back. The corporation treat him like dirt. Instead, Kane chokeslams him and stays with the corporation. Well, Terry and Jack here with D'Lo Brown outside of Walgreens. Terry needs to get some ink and Brown does not want to get it. She whines about promises. They are tampons and, of course, they need a price check. The checker recognises him and now everyone surrounds him and he leaves in a huff. Well, Val Venus has come down to the ring. He has a new video, Saving Ryan's Privates, and stars Shamrock's sister. He's about to go into a shower and wants Kenny to watch. Shamrock's sister's in a shower. He, st- he states it is one sweet sister. And on to match four and it is Val Venus versus Test, Test, This is Test. Well, Val runs his side rushing leg sweep, tests his up and whips him in the corner and shoved into the ropes and Val strikes with a spine buster. Val whacks him in the head but misses the lariat and is tossed over the top rope. Shamrock cracks him with a chair and rolls him back in the ring and Tess finishes him off. A bit of angle advancement, really. Pretty much, yeah. Now Shamrock is beating his ass now. Billy Gunn runs down and makes a save, clearing them out. Val is upset and is yelling at Billy Gunn who explains himself. Val takes out the ankle and beats up Gunn. And match five is a brood versus... Road Dog and Al use extinguishers on Edge and Gangrel when they come up off the stage. They are brawling in the crowd. The brood is now getting dismantled by baking pans to the head and now the fight heads to the back. 
Brood shoves the dumpster in them, into them. Al Snow has a pole and wallops Gangrel with it, but Edge stops that and Gangrel takes it to him. Road Dog and Edge are going back and forth. Brood puts him on a gurney and shoves him off. Silverware is tossed at Gangrel. Al gets a chair to the head and Road Dog to the back, courtesy of Gangrel. Gangrel places Road Dog on the table. Now everyone is swinging chairs with venom. Both edges snow crash into the table and they fight into a ladies' room and the hose were in there. Snow has been collared by a toilet seat. They're back by and on top of some equipment trunks beating each other. They all fall into the table. Blue Dust got involved and he gave Snow head and the brood is pinned. Well, There's a bit of a fun diversion from all the seriousness going on. Yeah. Uh, Road Dog and Snow run into the ring in order to celebrate, and Al is happy to have head back. Snow wants a rematch against Road Dog for helping them tonight. Road Dog agrees, but they are attacked by the Ministry, the Acolytes. They are beaten senseless. The Untaker is watching from a throne. It will be a holy war proportions. And our main event is Triple H versus The Rock for the WF title in an I Quit match. Well, maybe the king of the I Quit match, The Rock, is out here. And he's going to be facing Triple H for the WWF Championship. The winner of this will face Mankind at half-time heat. But here we go. We started off already between The Rock and Triple H. Both men slugging it out. Triple H for the Irish whip. Catches Rock with a spinning back elbow. <coughs> now the Rock making a U-turn, getting out of the ring. Rock back in with a clothesline. Triple H dodges. Hits Rock with a high running knee. And Triple H wants to turn it up a level. So the thing is, you had 30 men compete at the Royal Rumble last night, but Triple H tonight just wants The Rock. The Rock fell for it. Triple H has beaten The Rock before. And nine punches in the corner. Tells The Rock to suck it. And then hits the 10th. And China watching on from ringside. The Rock and Triple H going for it. And The Rock thrown over the top there by Triple H. Who's not slowing down. A baseball slide takes the rock down. So after 30 men put it all on the line to get a shot at the rock at WrestleMania or whoever the champion is going to be at WrestleMania, Triple H, even though he didn't win the Royal Rumble, he's got a shot at the rock the following night. And now the rock going up the entranceway. And Triple H following him. Well, I wonder if the rock's got a pre-taped message of Triple H saying, I quit. So he might use that tonight to walk away with the WF Championship. That would certainly be a very innovative way to retain his title. And now they're up on the stage. And the Rock getting better than Triple H at the moment. Sends him into the big uh, staging area. So he went nearly 50 minutes in. <laughs> and now the Rock looking at the crowd. And he's going to Irish whip Triple H. H reverses it, clotheslines the rock down. <laughs> Triple H don't say it. Rock say he's going to kick his monkey ass. Ever defiant from the rock. And now that head just going right back on the metal plating in the entranceway. How many chair shots to the head do you reckon Triple H has agreed upon with the no, rock? Exactly, yeah. Not as much punishment taken as yesterday, but still a rock. Sent down the entranceway, and here he comes rolling. Rocking and rolling all the way down. Well, he certainly is a rolling stone. Rock sent into the stairs there as well. And, of course, Triple H has got his bodyguard ringside as well to 
oust any interference from the rest of the corporation during this match. We saw how tough China was last night, eliminating Mark Henry for the Royal Rumble, but The Rock sends Triple H into the timekeeper's table. And that poor girl. That's a bloke with a beard. It is a bloke with a beard. <coughs> and now The Rock's got the headset and the microphone. Oh my God, he didn't say he quits. He took Rock out of the announce table. <coughs> well, Triple H yet to regain the championship, or yet to get the championship. I don't think Triple H does get a bigger fan reception as X-Pac Road Dog or Billy Gunn, to be fair. Like, what we've seen, we've probably been in better matches like The Rock. The fans like it, don't get me wrong, but I think it's like missing as a kind of number one baby face for Triple H at the moment. But I'm sure, you know, as his career goes on, he'll be able to uh, garner some good fan response. Oh, my God, The Rock just coned Triple H. But Triple H somehow fighting back. They're in the crowd now. Well, Triple H getting some cable to choke out The Rock. And The Rock has been busted open. Might be internal bleeding. I'll definitely say internal bleeding as Triple H hangs The Rock with a bit of cable. But let's not forget they went 30 minutes yesterday, The Rock and Mankind. At least 55 minutes. Well, Triple H asking The Rock to quit, otherwise he's going to choke him to death. And The Rock saying, go to hell, you piece of monkey. And he gets cut off again by right hand by Triple H. Triple H can walk out here champion for the very first time. Sends Rock into the still stairs. Well, Michael Cole saying on announcing that they've taken their last commercial break, so they're going to be saying with this one to the bitter end. So it doesn't really matter what's going on with Nitro. You've got to stick with Raw at this moment in time. And I do like to say that not wearing an Enzo t-shirt is so fucking comfortable. <laughs> and now Triple H's got the bell. And he's going to look to hammer The Rock. But no, shot to the mid. Oh, and The Rock drops Triple H with a DDT. Then he went for the cover. But now he's got the ring bell. Uh-oh. And now the ring bell on Triple H's face. And he's got the hammer. No, not the corporate elbow. With a hammer on the bell on Triple H's face. The mouth. Uh-huh. Hashtag Mark Tardis. And now the rock. <laughs> well, I think it's a bit of clang, but made more of a fud. And the Triple H says, suck it. Well, the rock asked him the question. Triple H responded. That wasn't the answer The Rock wanted. And the knee from Triple H. Looking for the pedigree. And the fans certainly want this. Hits The Rock with a pedigree. Well, if it's a normal match, it'll be over. He's saying, come right, it's not done. And The Rock is in serious trouble. Cameraman down. Cameraman down. Cameraman down. Oh my god, I think he's been broken in half. As good as my witness. Triple H looking for a pedigree on the outside. No, not on those mats. Oh my god. Pedigree on those wafer thin mats. Dan, how thin are those mats? Mere millimetres thick over pure concrete. Oh my god, Triple H still not finished. A pedigree in the ring, a pedigree on the concrete on the outside. I think he's looking to pedigree the rock on the announce table. 
Oh my god, we're going to have a new WF champion. Triple H is going to pedigree the rock for the third time. Uh oh. Here comes the Corbin test and Shamrock along with Kane. It's Kane! And Kane's got China. Or well, Bossman says Triple H, say I quit or Kane is going to choke slam China. So what's more important for Triple H? Oh my god, Kane's got China up. And Triple H quit to save China. He had a chance of becoming WF champion. And then the corporation getting out of here. Well, Triple H, he had the title won. But to save China... Well, that's, how match. that's how important China is to Triple H. That he'd sacrifice being the champion over her well-being. And came back on the apron... And Triple H said his issues with Kane. Well, he's got his problems with Kane now. He's telling him to bring it on. And he wants Kane to get it. Oh, Charles not going to back down from Kane. And over is Triple H. Oh! What? No! China just low-blow Triple H. Why? He's just saved her. She's a member of DX. Pushes him away. And that's China to the back of Triple H. And the corporation beating them down. Oh, my God. And here comes Mr. McMahon. Shane in the... Oh, my God. Stooges. Triple well, H. Ch- gone. A huge choke slam from Kane to Triple H. And what the hell, China? A boss man taking out Triple H. And Shane... Giving China a hug. But man, no. China has sold out to the corporation. Well, I never. <laughs> China. And fans are shocked by this. I'm shocked by it. Dan, what are your I'm thoughts? I'm shocked by this as well. I mean, what are you thinking? Why, China? Why? That's it. Well, it's a brilliant tell story, wasn't it? You know, we took a look at the match itself quickly between Triple H and The Rock. Uh, not a bad match. Obviously, it didn't go to the extremes it did at the Rumble 99. But I quite like the finish of that. You know, Triple H looked like he was on top. Hit the pedigree in the ring. One on the outside. The third one was going to be job done. And then the corporation coming out here and, you know, sacrificing his title opportunity. He's always wanted to be champion for China. And then China turning, his back, turning her back on... Triple H, you got to think that maybe the showing at the Royal Rumble made China turn her head, or maybe it was just the money. But the man always gets his woman. The other thing I really like about it is that it's because it's China. She's a woman. She's turned her back, but that is as shocking as anything else, as any man would be turning or anything like that, joining the corporation. Does that mean that the end of DX is coming? That's another question we're going to be asking as we head into WrestleMania 15. But I think a great way to leave uh, Monday Night Raw there. So on to... So on to episode 176 of WCW Monday Nitro on January the 25th, the same time as the Raw was. Uh, well, ratings run up to a 5.0 off of a 5.3, 4.6 and a 5.1, while Raw fell a tad to around, four, uh, to around 5.45 off of a 5.7 and a 5.2. Yeah, so let's jump ship WCW and see how they can respond to that. Because that was a great show from Raw. 
Uh, they show Thunder from last week, and Vincent wants to be called Vince from now on, and his fellow NWO brethren give him no props. Well, Henning and Ray are plotting as they worry about the elite, not the elite that's going around nowadays, obviously. Ray tells the others that he is going to give them a piece of his mind. The others do not really care as they are living well. They argue back and forth. Well, Bret Hart is back tonight. Well, Flair and Bischoff selling WCW souvenirs for the fans tonight. Flair, oh, sorry. Flair has Bischoff selling WCW souvenirs for the fans tonight. Flair wants him to show his hair, but Bischoff tells everyone to reach for his wallet and shut up. Bischoff calls the kids snot-nosed brats and he tosses a sting mask. Flair orders him to go out and sell some goods in the arena and Bischoff is quite displeased. Well, Ray declares that he will not drop the ball and he will handle Hogan. Horace warns him not to get worked up. They leave and Kurt whispers to Ray. And we go on to match one, which is Al Green versus Disco Inferno. Al hammers him and clotheslines him to the floor. Disco fights back, but once inside, in the ring is clotheslined again. Disco fires bucket and gets the crowd rolled up with strikes and a swing of net breaker. He snaps him over, goes up to the middle rope and dances for getting a two. Two. Al butterfly suplex him and Disco house slam. Disco retreat but lures him and finishes him off with a chart buster. It was basic comic relief. Pretty much, yeah. The black and white get four Tauruses and the elite get limos. Trust me, Tauruses suck balls. The Learjet arrives and the elite look really cramped in too. Hogan and crew are happy with Vince. Kind of make fun of the Vince name. Ray rats them out and says that Vince was out of control and Hennig refused to wear the colours. They head over to the Ford and pull out Vince and Hennig gets his ass kicked. Hogan calls him nothing and the elite leave giggling. Ray is still left behind and he's not happy being part of the B squad. Well, the NWO's arrived at the arena and they are giggling and talking about Nitro Girls. They enter the suite, they give Ray another shirt, and he claimed he's not wearing the colours because they tried to give Henning his. They keep arguing. They keep. Ha- I don't know what the fuck that says. They keep pestering him about it. They haranguing. make fun of. Huh? Haranguing. Yeah, I don't know what haranguing is. They keep pestering him about it with his dress. Well, Bigelow brings out a ladder and sets it up in the middle of the ring. He has the mic, and the fans chant for Goldberg. He had one objective, and that was to take out Goldberg but there has been some static in the way, and that is Scott Hall. Hall cannot get away with zapping Bam Bam, he's, but he is dead wrong. Bigelow is truly hardcore and wrestled in bowling alleys. He has been hardcore and extreme, and he proposes his word, and he wants a ladder match to put this to rest and keeps on taunting him as the NWO look on and make fun of Bigelow. Well, Doug Dillinger is told by a fan that Bischoff is ripping her off. Eric is whining and claims because she has purple hair, she cannot count. She is not happy. Doug makes him give her the money back, and Bischoff calls it Dubstow's money, and he's wasting it. Laws will look into it, etc. Uh, how president it is. Gene calls out Ric Flair, and Gene calls him the new sheriff in town. He's fired up about being the Big D and live tonight. About being in the Big D and live tonight. This is the greatest wrestling program on earth. He talks about Hogan. To be the man, you have to beat the man. On Thunder, Hogan was sent a message about Horace. From now on, from now on, the horsemen are kicking ass and taking names. He turns his attention and the fans boo. Flair takes off his jacket. Hart thinks he runs the show. Coming and going when he wants. 
Hart will wrestle at the pay-per-view against an opponent of his choosing. And he is facing someone tonight, and Gene asks who it is. It's Booker T. Shivani already spoiled that. Nash will wrestle tonight and that's some sort of lumberjack match. Flair gets on his knees and he tells Hollywood to get his boots on, and he's wrestling the horseman, and he needs to pick two partners. Flair is going to kick his ass. What about Goldberg? Well, you know, they've kind of just pushed him out now. Well, Scott Dickinson is in the crowd looking sad. Aww. Well, up next, Scott Hall versus Bam Bam Bigelow in a ladder match here. Disco helps him carry out the ladder. Hall does his thing, and he and Disco were talking about the ladder match. Bam Bam came out, toothpick to the face. The beat, each man started brawling in the early going, but Disco's um, distraction has let Scott Hall take control now. So much like an I quit match being repeated, we see a repeated here between Scott Hall and Bam Bam Bigelow. So what is um, the goal then? To grab something? Uh, the taser above the ring, much oh, like it's... the I quit match. Ah, oh, I see. Some harm to Hall, but Hall reverses the Irish whip, sends Bam Bam into the ladder. Oh, and Hall runs the ladder straight into the midsection of Bam Bam, who... No sells it and then turns it around and just throws the ladder at Hall. Well, let's not forget Bam Bam Bigelow is extreme. Well, now Bam Bam's got Scott Hall in the apron setting up that ladder. Oh! Now we have the ladder seesawed through the second rope. And as Scott Hall kind of fell off the edge of the ring apron, he grabbed hold of the ladder, pulling it into Bam Bam Bigelow's face. Very innovative there by Scott Hall. Indeed. And Bam Bam is down. In the ring, struggling to get to his feet. He might be busted open from that. Scott Hall, slowly recovering, but he knows how to use a ladder. King of the ladder matches. Conan forever. Perfect sign in the crowd. And uh, Scott Hall with a ladder right to the back of Bam Bam. Oh, he's got the ladder draped across the back of Bigelow and he just drops his foot to it, sending the ladder back of Bam Bam. Oh, my God. Now the ladder is set up on Bam Bam's leg and Scott Hall drives it down as they go to a commercial. Back from commercial and it is Bam Bam in full control setting the ladder up in the corner. Scott Hall looking a bit worse for wear as he gets Irish whipped into the ladder. Oh. Bam Bam looking for a big splash but Scott Hall moves out of the way. Big guy hits nothing but ladder. Scott picks up Bam Bam, slams him down. Well, Scott Hall's got the ladder set up. He's perched up on the second rope. Is he going to ride the ladder down to Bigelow? Oh, my God. And he came down right down to Bigelow. Scott might have hurt himself. Well, I think he's hurt Bam Bam a lot more. And Scott Hall up. Oh, my God. He's up at the top of the ladder. Bam Bam just pulled him off. Oh, bad right with Scott Hall on it. and just... Draped, I just pulled the ladder out and Scott Hall hung himself up on the top rope. And these are two big guys to be messing with ladders. Uh, Scott Hall, what, six, seven, big load, probably about the same, weighs obviously a little bit more. Just a little bit. But Bam Bam could do really impressive things as he's going up the ladder now. Oh, diving headbutt from about halfway up the ladder. Must have been about eight foot in the air. At least 12 foot up. Hall dropping the leg between the legs of Bigelow. Hall's hit his balls and Bam Bam's in trouble. He's Bam Bam Bigelow's. And Scott's setting up the ladder. Bam Bam, lots of Bigelow's now. 
He's going up to get the taser. Well, Hall kicks Bigelow down, but instead of going to get the taser, he chooses to drop the elbow onto Bigelow. Now, let's not forget we saw Bam Bam, Scott Hall and Goldberg going at it last week before it all got ruined by NWO interference. But at the moment, it's not been a bad match between Scott Hall and Bam Bam. Now, Scott Hall going up to the top. Bam Bam. Oh, my God. All the way up. Oh, belly to back slam there. All the way down. He's got his razor razor fucking elbow pads underneath. So you take away the outside, is he still razor underneath? Is it time, Bigelow? And now Bam Bam's going up. Jesus Christ. As Bigelow was perched just mere centimetres away from the taser, Scott Hall drop kicks the ladder. It buckles and bam to the mats. Well, so it's bam, bam, back. The ladder tilted to the side. Like all three could just hit each other then. Well, it's pretty wonky, isn't it? And Scott Hall is going to look to try and set it up. Now Scott Hall's going to get the taser. He's just inches away. And bam, bam. Oh, my goodness. Again, lifting the ladder up. Toppling Scott Hall. Well, Bigelow used himself as a weapon. And now Bigelow going to go up. And he's going to get the taser. Fingertips on the taser. He's got it. He's got it. Oh. But he gets nuts by Scott Hall as he was reaching for the taser. But Bigler has got the taser. No, Scott Hall's got given a taser by Disco as well. Well, he's going to have a sword fight. Goldberg's just speared Disco and stepped on him as he was making his way through. And now both men got tasers and Goldberg doesn't care. Bang, spears the pair of them. Oh, my God. God, Goldberg, what happens after the spear, Dan? Well, James, he grabs hold of a taser in each hand and he fries Scott Hall and Bam Bam. Oh, God, but Scott Norton's in. And Scott Norton, a shot from behind, saving Scott Hall and Bam Bam. Oh, and Scott Hall again to Goldberg. Why can't Scott Hall just take a beating without having to fight back? Just once. Goldberg looked great in that up until the end there. Yeah. What do you think of the match? I thought it was quite a good match. It was a very entertaining ladder match, to be fair. You know, a match that you wouldn't have thought would have been that good, but turns out, yeah, quite all right. Actually. Yeah, no, yeah. A lot of it was just Bam Bam taking punishment. Yeah, Bam Bam selling a lot. But I think he's quite a good worker, to be fair, to Bam Bam. You know, yeah. especially someone his size. I think that's quite impressive. Well, Gene is in the back with Bret Hart, and Gene reminds us that Bret is wrestling at the pay-per-view and tonight in a non-title bout. Hart wonders what Flair's problem is as he's never ducked anyone. Flair has a grudge against him and Hart wonders who Booker T is and how dare he wrestle him. He is a loser and wants to axe, his word, him a question and wants to know if Booker knows who he is getting in the ring with and he will be torn apart. Bret Hart knows who he should have to face for the US belt because Booker should not be able to wrestle him. El Dandy get the sh- gets a title shot. He has great skills and is a stand-up guy. Well, Gene buries him and calls him a cruiserweight and Hart asks about hypnosis. And Gene insults by calling him his proper name, Psychosis. Brett brushes that off and declares him a high flyer. Gene calls him a cruiserweight. Brett mentions Dean Malenko and how he was going to give him a title shot, but Dean is nursing a hokey injury. Gene calls it serious and Brett scoffs. Gene brings up a lot of champions fight hurt and Brett responds that he's fighting injured and has no problem beating Booker T. Flair has it out for him and he states that he beat him right when it came to WCW and has done it every other time. He yells at Gene to acknowledge that and says damn right. 
It's a great interview, actually. Anyone else bearing Cruz weight, so I would have been pissed off, but I never said I was objective. Indeed, yes, and we go on to match three, and it is Faces of Fear versus Fit Finley and Dave Taylor. And Lumberjacks around the ring to keep the NWR away because obviously NWR are really, really, really going to want to get involved in this match. But anyway, Fit and Barbarian are going back and forth. Ming is in and he's hammering Fit. Fit fights back and Dave Taylor's in and he scissors Ming over and they go back and forth with Ming getting the upper hand. He stomps on him and tags in Barbarian who continues the punishment. Meng is in and Dave is getting dismantled. He tries to flip Meng over, but he is chopped in the throat. Well, flips a leg and pokes the eye, snaps him over and gets two. Two. After dropping a leg. Meng is pissed and drops him. Fit fights back with some chops. Dave is in and applies the face look, but Barry runs in and nails him. Meng slams him and both faces go up and strike with a flying headbutt. Hart is lurking on the apron. Barbarian finishes off Dave with a big powerbomb. It was quite long, but it was an okay match. Yeah, I've heard that before. Security's posted outside the Nitro Girl's door. But it's not for the Nitro girls, it's for everyone else. <laughs> and on to match four, and it is Norman Smiley versus Saturn. Well, Norman Smiley is tossed down and exchanged hold until Saturn drops him on his head. Saturn has him in a headlock, but his back suplexed. He uppercuts Saturn a couple of times and teases the wiggle. Saturn gets pissed and runs him over a couple of times, and both duck blows until Norman catches him, and the power slam gets two. Two. He keeps him down with a chin lock as we head to commercial. Well, both men are down and Saturn is thrust into the corner and kicked in the arm and <coughs> and then whipped into the other corner and slammed. The smiley slam, which is a spinning body slam. He follows up with a double underhook slam. Norm- Norman goes for a knee but is rolled up and nearly pinned. But Norman takes him down. Norman chops away in the corner and whips him into the opposite but he is run over. Saturn goes up, leaps into a leg and I think distracted but he starts the wiggle. After the back body drop, he gets two. Two. Norman walks him over, and it's wiggle time. The fans love it, but they let a fire under Saturn, and he loads on Smiley with a thrust kick and beats him in the corner. Now psychic to the head, and Norman slumps to the mat. He's down, and Saturn goes up top and drills him to the head with a knee. Now Saturn does a knee, definitely driver, and over. That was quite a good match, actually, and it was fun. Saturn really needed the win, but Norman, who looked good, needs to remain strong. Scott Dickerson is still looking bitter at ringside. And Gene heads over to him. Dickerson calls the suspension bogus, and there was no due process. This is not a court of law, Gene declares. Um, Well, Gene never said that when the NWO ran things. Dickerson is rambling and claims it was bogus, and then he leaves. Well, up next is Bret Hart versus Booker T. And we, we just watched the Royal Rumble with how, you know, the roster on WF. And now we go to WWC Booker T versus Bret Hart match. This should be a cracking match, shouldn't it, really? Most definitely, yeah. Not met these two men haven't faced off in an official capacity yet. And now we're finally going to see it. And Bret, United States champion, after a bit of chain wrestling to begin with between the two, Bret has taken control now. Yeah, plants Booker with a DDT. James, Chuck Norris, and <laughs> Van Dammer in the crowd. I know, you need to calm down. I know, how, him, I know how much you love Chuck Norris. I mean, what what is Chuck Norris to you, Dan? Well, rumour has it. Rumour has it. That Chuck Norris once had five kidney stones. You're kidding me. Nope, he passed them all, and they were turned into Infinity Stones and put into a goblet by Thanos. Wow, so the Infinity Gauntlet is actually... Chuck Norris kidney stones. Indeed, yes. Wow, that is crazy. It's 
Booker T set the top turnbuckle by Brett. And Brett, who can wrestle, has gone more chokey type of way recently. And Brett now going outside to meet Booker. And he sends him into the barricade. Now he's going to choke Booker T. Counting. But Brett's still having his way with Booker. I mean, what, what else do you know about Chuck Norris now? <laughs> <laughs> Help me out. <laughs> well, James. Yes. Chuck Norris's tears cure cancer. My but too bad he has never cried. Oh, no. That's that's an excellent fact. You, you know all the Chuck Norris stuff, don't you? Well, Chuck Norris counted to infinity twice. <laughs> oh, whoa. As Brett throws Booker T back in. Let me more, what, what, what was Chuck Norris stuff? Well, Chuck Norris... <laughs> Chuck Norris yeah. sold his soul to the devil for his rugged good looks and unparalleled martial arts ability. Shortly after the transaction was finalised, Chuck Roundhouse kicked the devil in the face and took his soul back. Fuck. The devil, who appreciates irony, yeah. could not stay mad and admitted he should have seen it coming. They now play poker the second Wednesday of every month. Oh, no, that's, that's nice that they're, they're still getting along. Well, Booker T fighting out from Bret Hart in this one. Huge right hand taking Bret down. And now Booker is going to look to try and have a little bit of control. Well, Chuck Norris has already been to Mars. That's why there's no signs of life there. <laughs> well, Bret Hart dodging Booker T's clothesline, but didn't miss the spinning heel kick. Goes for the cover, Bret managing to kick out. Oh, yeah. Oh, Brett with a low blow there. Come on, ref. And he's back in control now after the Russian leg sweep. Well, the Great Wall of China was originally created to keep Chuck Norris out. It <laughs> failed miserably. <laughs> wow. I, I, I forgot you knew so many facts just off the top of your head as well. You know, that's what's the incredible thing. Brett now working a leg on Booker T. Anything else, Chuck Norris? Well, if you ask Chuck Norris what time it is, he always says two seconds till. After you ask two seconds till what, he roundhouse, roundhouse kicks you in the face. <laughs> well, did you know that Chuck Norris can win a game of Connect Four in three moves? <laughs> really? I did not know that. <clears throat> and Brett's continuous assault on Booker T's leg now. This doesn't look good for Booker. Chuck Norris built a time machine and went back in time to stop the JFK assassination. As Oswald shot, Chuck Norris met all three bullets with his beard, deflecting them. JFK's head exploded out of sheer amazement. Oh, fucking hell. That might be too soon. Chuck Norris once ate three 72-ounce steaks in one hour. He spent the first 55 minutes having sex with his waitress. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, Brett, now he's going to go. Put a figure four on Booker T. Is this a little shot of Ric Flair as well? Because he sends it out to get him. I cannot stop looking at Chuck Norris now. Well, did you know that Chuck Norris, under his beard, is another fist? <laughs> that's, a thing, that's a brilliant one. <laughs> Chuck Norris is just tough. <clears throat> did when... you know that Chuck Norris is only not getting in the ring because he does not want to murder any wrestlers? Do you know Chuck Norris has hit Jeff Jarrett, that's J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T-T with a spinning roundhouse kick? Well, did you know that if you spell Chuck Norris's name in Scrabble, you win forever? <laughs> yeah, honestly, he was at Survivor Series 1994. Yeah, I, I'm surprised we haven't watched that yet. I'm not telling the people maybe who didn't know, you know. Chuck Norris once shot down a German fighter plane with his finger by yelling bang. Chuck Norris it was on Raw Nitro at the same time live. 
who are trying to get the figure four wrapped in, but Booker managed to get to the ropes. Brett's going to go for it yet again now. Did you know that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is based on the truth? Jack Norris once swallowed a turtle whole, and when he crapped it out, the turtle was six feet tall and had learned karate. And Chuck Norris is not hung like a horse. Horses are hung like Chuck <laughs> Norris. <laughs> okay. Well, Brett, uh, Booker T's trying to turn this figure four. And Brett's in serious trouble. Managed to get to that second rope. Now Booker T with a bad leg. And Brett knows how to target an injury. He's taking Sting out of injuries. taking DDP out. Dean Malenko as well. And now he's looking to hurt Booker T. He is the true hitman of WSW at the moment. And a huge bat breaker there as well. Goes for the cover. Booker managed to get shot up at two. Two. Now punch to the head to Booker. Irish whip. Booker managing to dodge it. Oh, comes back with a bit of a crossbody slash forearm. The fans definitely behind Booker in this one. Oh, it hits him in the gut. Now we're to look for the scissor kick. Booker hits it. Now trying to build momentum. I don't know if he can go up and hit the missile drop kick. Well, he has got a bad leg. And now he's going to try and pick Brett up. Managed to do it with a suplex. Spinner is his way up. And Booker T might be beating Brett Hart right now. He's waiting for him to get up. Harlem side kick. Chuck Norris taught him that. I'd call it a Chuck Norris kick. But he didn't teach it him too well because Bret Hart's still alive. And Booker T now slams down Bret Hart looking to go up. Is he going to try and hit the Harlem hangover? If he does, Bret's in trouble. Oh! But Bret managing to move out of the way. But the only reason Bret moved out of the way was because Chuck Norris sneezed. Well, Bret Hart there going to the outside. Getting his United States Championship. And I don't think he think, I don't think Bret Hart, in his heart of hearts, can beat Booker T. He just wants to walk out of here. Just wants to hurt Booker T. Well, Bret looks set to go up to the second rope. He's going to drop the title. Oh, no. Booker T managed to get his foot up and block that. And I think the belt might have bounced off Bret's face. face. And now shot to the gut. Super kick, Brett to the outs on the apron now. Oh, Brett rolling outside. Well, showing his years' experience there. Now sent it to Barry Cade, and now Booker, and now Booker choking Brett Hart with that cable. Brett Hart sent into the ring, and now Booker's got the cable with him, <laughs> choking out Brett Hart. And the referee trying to control Booker T. He's kind of lost it here. Oh, belt. And Bret Hart taking advantage of every opportunity. Well, Booker T's out. Goes for the cover. Two, three. Beats him. I mean, did that help Booker T out there with Bret Hart or not? Was there a wrestling match going on? I was just looking at Chuck Norris. Well, but, um, <laughs> I think this is making Bret Hart look a bit like a fucking whiny bitching idiot. I mean, you look at the Bret that we had in the WWE... And you look at the Brett that they're kind of representing here on WCW. Yeah, and they try to go for the Hitman, but it doesn't work if he has to get the cheap way out each time, you know? So that's what I don't Indeed. really understand. But anyway, we move on, and our next match is... Uh, I mean, it's not a bad lineup tonight. It's Scott Norton versus Goldberg. Obviously, Scott Norton attacked Goldberg early on in the night, and now here comes Goldberg for a bit of retribution. Chuck Norris is the only man that could actually beat Goldberg. Chuck Norris gets speared by Goldberg, doesn't move, Goldberg dies. So <laughs> Goldberg is out here. Apparently, Chuck Norris taught Goldberg everything he knows, but not everything that he knew face to face. And the man 
maybe the most brutish man of the whole NWO, either be the elite now or the black and white, but Goldberg's not having it. He's picked up Norton. Slams him down. Oh, looking for a cross-arm breaker, but Norton quickly rolling to the ropes. Now Goldberg just staring at him. He's still got that cut from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. He keeps that button on his door every time yeah, he comes fair, out. Yeah. Both men now, like big lions, just walking around the ring, looking at each other. And Goldberg now, Irish ripping Norton, picks him up. Oh, and just slams Norton down. Oh, Goldberg with a punch to Norton. Norton reverses, though, Goldberg! Slams Goldberg down, who immediately gets up to his feet. Spinning heel kick, sends Norton over the top rope. Was that impressive or that was just Goldberg not selling? I don't know. Well, you know, this is kind of the Goldberg that we see before. Yeah, why does this Goldberg act like this now, but against Kevin Ash and Scott Hall? It's weird, that. It's almost like someone's playing it in the back. Goldberg comes off the apron, but gets caught by Norton. He sends him back first into the edge of the ring apron. Bounces his head off barricade. And there are a couple of big chops to know that he means business. Right in front of Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, the only man in the entire arena not standing up. Chuck Norris doesn't stand up. The world sits down. Indeed. And Norton's got Goldberg on his shoulders. This could be bad for Goldberg. Well, Norton's oh. looking to have Goldberg as a spear and a ring post as a javelin catcher. <laughs> But Goldberg gets off the shoulders of Norton, sends him into the ring post, kicks away the stairs. Drops the elbow to the chest of Scott. No, not the people's elbow, but good enough. And Goldberg stopping the count. Well, Goldberg could easily end this, but he's just toying with his food. Goldberg, Irish whips Norton into nothing. No, well, <laughs> the, you know, Goldberg is still green. You know, this is the thing about him. He's still... Probably doesn't know how to work properly yet. But he's to do that in WWE, and nor should he be, you know? It, him selling and then taking offence, it just needs to be the right people, not put them against, you know, people like Scott Norton, maybe. I don't know. A week ago, this man was world champion, and now he's going against Scott Norton. No, well, he's been screwed out, hasn't he? No, not a week ago, a month ago. A month ago, Goldberg was world champion, and now he's going against Scott Norton. Times are tough for Goldberg here. But can he rise to be the number one guy again? As Norton picks Goldberg up and... But right now, would Goldberg want to go to the WWE knowing that they've got a character called Gilberg? I think if Goldberg went to Raw at this time, Austin Goldberg, there would be the biggest fucking match of all time. The, the WWE's booking of it would be awesome, you know? Yeah. Imagine McMahon built, bringing in... I'm going to build someone that could be last in. It's Goldberg. But the way I'd do it is his first appearance would be Gilberg <laughs> yeah. making his entrance. <laughs> and then as the smoke comes up, Goldberg's there and Gilberg's laying in a fucking heap yeah, on the floor. Yeah, that'd be cool. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. They could have worked Goldberg, you know, used properly in WWE. When he been it. But then again, he did move in 2003, didn't he? And they didn't treat him... Uh, properly back then but yeah, I, I hope it would have been different he debuted night after WrestleMania 19 oh my god Goldberg just come out the powerbomb here we go boom hits the spear right good he's hit the spear what's next Dan well James he jacks him up 
hammers him down. Oh my god. One, two, three. Oh my god, here comes the NWO B team. Brian Adams in the ring getting stopped by Goldberg. He gets kicked out. Stevie Ray looking to get him some. Nope. Oh my god, Horace Hogan speared. Chuck Norris is standing up. Well, Vincent is there as well. Oh my god, and look who's coming in the ring. Oh my god, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Chuck Norris is in the ring, Dan. Look how well Jean-Claude Van Damme looks. Indeed. Oh no. Oh, what are your thoughts about Chuck Norris being in the ring here? I mean, you're crying. Wipe away those I tears. Am cr- James, it's my two idols. <laughs> Standing so close. <laughs> well, what a moment for Dan here on the WR Podcast. I'm just glad that dreams do come true. It can happen to you here on Nitro. Nitro's been pretty good this week, I've got to admit. And we've still got more up next. It's the NWA Wolfpack versus the Four Horsemen. Well, the main event is really slow at the moment. Nash, Hogan and Mongo cannot wrestle worth a damn. Benoit and Flair going up against Scott Steiner, Hogan and Nash. And they're kind of dominating Chris Benoit at this moment in time. God, I'm falling asleep during this main event. I really am. It is absolutely fucking awful. I mean, you've got the likes of Mongo. You've got Nash. You've got Hogan. You've got Steiner. I mean, you know, just versus Flair match probably would have been better. Yeah, I mean, you talk about everything wrong with WCW or what helped it decline in the factors i think all you need really is eric bischoff as a tag team partner to kind of sum up everything you know the only kind of bit of talent the only young guy there being chris benoit you know you've got mongo who's got no talent at all scott steiner's got a kind of good look but he's not any good as a worker kevin ash has caused all these problems behind the scenes along with hulk hogan as well and rick flair you know i'm not going to say it doesn't get you know flair and hogan are feuding now dan in a year's time they'll be having another match on pay-per-view in wcw so yeah and that's 94 95 96 97 98 99 2000 it's just it's too long for these guys to be on top you know and it just Don't doesn't flair work go against hogan in wwe as well hogan faces flair in wwe like they would even face off against each other in tna in 2007 so it was always a kind of thing like they or two thousand nine, whenever it was, when they always they meet up. Scott, so all these success apart from Benoit in like TNA, then they would be in WWE. I know Ric Flair obviously is not a great point, Mongo? but Mongo did just nothing. You know, he's famous for Deborah, and we saw what Deborah's assets were on Monday Night Raw when she won the tag team titles with Jeff Jarrett. So, indeed, Mongo brought her to WCW, and she found Jeff Jarrett, and they kind of made a storyline about it. And she left him for him. But I'm glad to say she won't leave Jeff Jarrett. Not for Stone Cold. Not for Stone Cold. Not at all. Do they wonder... get together? Huh? Do they probably get together? Yeah, Deborah and Stone Cold. Stone Cold used to beat up Deborah as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we'll cover all of it. That's pretty brilliant. When he left WWE in like 2002, that's what we meant. So oh, well, we know Austin's had a, a past, you know, his troubles. That's in the confidential. Then he comes back in 2003, doesn't he? Yep. Then he comes back like a year later. Less than that. And now Nash beating down Flair, and it's kind of broken up in the ring. Mongo's in with Scott Steiner, and Hogan is still choking Benoit. Flair's just low-blowed Nash, though. That's one way to equalise the big man. But this is the thing. Benoit is never going to get past anybody else in WCW in this way. They're not going to book him that way. He's going to think to himself, right, I'm not above any of these other guys. I'm the same level as Mongo. Whereas we go over to WWE and what he was treated like when he went over. He kind of made go over as part of the Radicals. Went over as Radicals, but he was, he was feuding with people like Triple H and The Rock. Uh, at, you know, he, and then Kurt Angle, his kind of first year. 
yeah. miles up from what, you know, even though he's in the matches, but he's been beaten up the majority of the match. He's the guy. He's the X-Puck in their eyes. Do you know what I mean? That kind of guy. Whereas they thought of themselves, you know, Jericho and Eddie Guerrero and everybody else thought they were better. But uh, I'm moaning about what I want to see. It's the elite, you know, the NWO Wolfpack versus the Horsemen. This is a match that we wanted to see. And they are giving it to us. So credit for them for that. But it is absolutely awful. Oh, it's terrible, yeah. It's, it's Hogan should not be working on Nitros in 1999, let alone it went in 2002. Because that's the thing. Everybody says, oh, 99, Hogan should be working. He went over 2002 in WWE and Vince still gave him the fucking world championship. So don't tell me that you know Hogan is a fantastic business negotiator. He even fucking got to beat Randy Orton at SummerSlam because of working behind the scenes and Shawn Michaels. Hogan is a genius. Is that the match where that. Shawn Michaels completely yep. oversells <laughs> absolutely everything yeah, because yeah. he just didn't want to work with him? Yeah, fucking all over the place like that. Randy Orton should have beaten him as well. You know, Hogan has done that his entire career. The people that has put over, he's made sure he's got the job back. He brought Ultimate Ol- Warrior back for that reason, didn't he, in 98? Yeah. Uh, Hogan going to suplex Benoit. Kevin Nash comes back, has a few matches with Triple H. I think he has a Sledgehammer match or something like that, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, even after his fucking... In- well, they, they reformed the NWO. Nash got injured. Scott Hall was out drunk, so they just basically disbanded that. Nash still came back. Feuded with Triple H over the world title in 2003, which is god-awful. Doesn't Steiner go against Triple H as well? Scott Steiner and Royal Rumble in the, 2003. Uh, and then doesn't Flair go against Triple H as well? Ric Flair, yeah, and then Ric Flair calls so teams So all up. of these guys, apart from Mongo, go on to face oh, Triple yeah, H that's in an WWE. excellent point, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they all do, yeah. And you all have great matches with Shawn Michaels as well, apart from Scott Steiner. Yeah. My God, and he's saying, you know, so he had the superstar power there, but just not using it right. I mean, I'm not saying Kevin Nash should have been a main eventer. Maybe at this time more than he was in 2003. But I think a lot of people, it was a novelty of seeing these people in WWE. If they used it right in the Alliance, just imagine if the Alliance, they had waited like a year or something like that and had Kevin Nash, Scott Steiner, Hogan and people like involved in that. Wouldn't it have been a much bigger story as well, wouldn't it, you know? It would have been, yeah. And I was, uh, but then again, you know, sending WWE wrestlers over to WCW to kind of win the invasion angle for them, I don't think that would have worked out because, you know, no one would have ever... Hogan would never have let anyone put him out. Uh, you know, yeah, to be fair, Hogan, would, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the same for Kevin Nash as well. I mean, imagine the politics of that, you know what I mean? The backstage of like... And, and this is what it did when they did come over as well. It did rock the boat. Austin walked away. Part of reason was because of what was going on there. The rock went to Hollywood as well. So, you know, they lost two of their guys who were staples throughout the Attitude Era and then gained the NWO who were big back in 1996. It's kind of weird how it worked out. And like I say, WWE is more like Nitro nowadays than it is Raw. Yeah. Without a da- even these kind of main events set up. Like, I can't even tell if the screen is actually frozen or if Scott Stein is just applying that submission hold. I'm still not sure. He hit the overhead <laughs> suplex. Belly to belly overhead suplex on Stein. I mean, Steiner could have been a very good worker. Yeah, and with the Steiners and everything like that, but he decided instead to just keep putting on muscle mass and... Yeah, with that the kind of temper he had turned him into just a massive arsehole so yeah you, you, you know you've Scott Steiner his, his, his matches with Test in 2003 as well afterwards with Stacey Keebler they were god awful like they let him get away with a lot of stuff in WWE Scott Steiner they treated him like a main eventer 
Well, you know, when it all disbanded, when Hogan went to run for presidency and when Nash had, um, like, the wolf pack, Steiner was the leader of the NWO mm. Black and White. I'm surprised they've not done anything with Buff. He's just been Scott Steiner's lackey. There's a storyline in that, isn't there? Them breaking up. What happened to Rick and Scott? That kind of just got forgotten about in the end, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, they you finally know? got a match, but didn't. And then that was it. The tag team titles have just never been seen again. Well, Rick and Judy Bagwell, I think. They're still holding the titles. I think they're still... Oh, well, there's a tournament underway for the new tag team champions, but I'm going to class them as that until we get done and dusted. So what is more ridiculous? Nicholas or Judy being a tag team champion? I think Judy being champion, because at the time, they could have had a serious tag team division. They didn't. I think with Nicholas in WWE, it's just the way WWE is now kid-friendly. Flair's just got the hot tag... After Benoit's been in up 10 minutes. And he la- well, they allowed that to last for about 20 seconds. And then Scott Steiner and Nash comes in. Steiner gets low blowed. And the referee lets it go. Even though like there's been about three low blows in the match. Hogan's whipped someone with a belt. Nope, no well, low blow. Everyone has been low blowed by Ric Flair. <laughs> and now Ric Flair is going to go. Oh, Bischoff's out here selling signs. And he's just given Nash something to... To use as a weapon, looks like a two by four. No, he hasn't. He's just giving him a foam finger, James. And now Rick's got the figure four in, but here comes Nash. Disqualification. And that gets a disqualification. I can beat him. Why not? Why just not let him get the pin? The Hills win by disqualification. And Bischoff, he's been working with the t shirts, is now back in and, ah. Oh. Now he's got the razor. He's going to shave Rick Flair. Oh, dear. Well, Bischoff's hair's growing back quite quickly. Well, that's not bad, is it? And Monga getting full off, but here comes some other wrestlers. There's Hugh Morris. Oh, they're WCW wrestlers just coming out. Super Calo, all the cruiserweights, basically. Well, they've all had enough of the NWO running rough shot over. Well, they show unity against the elite here. Norman Smiley's in there as well. The juice is in. Toilet roll's been thrown in. And it's all going off here. And here comes even more of them. Things not going to be big enough. Bobby Duncan Jr. coming in. Conan's in. Olale! Arriba la raza! La Parker, but I think he's already in anyway. Silver King Chavo. I'm just going to list guys that I can see. Fit Finley's there. A lot of guys. I mean, it's quite an impression in the NWA walking away. Lex Luger. Going to fight in the uh, entranceway. Well, WCW certainly has a huge roster. It does. And all these guys, again, could be released. And I probably wouldn't know, apart from Chris Benoit. Yeah. I mean, it's just sheer volume. You talk about, like I said, Raw Rumble 99 with 30 men. WWE didn't have enough people. Oh, well, Goldberg's on the entranceway. Sorry to interrupt you. That's right. I get my point. (laughs) Goldberg fighting... Nash shrugs off Luger. Oh, Horace and Vince get knocked down. Scott Steiner gets beaten as well. Oh, and he's chasing off Luger and now Stevie Ray. But as the best bit starts to happen, it obviously finishes. That wasn't too bad, actually. I was going to say Rumble 30 men, you know, WWE probably didn't have enough guys. With WCW had enough for 60 ring, you know what I mean? A free free ring match. And that was too much with without people as well. Uh, what did you think of Nitro this month? Or this week, even, this episode? It was it was kind of enjoyable. 
I mean, you know, the end bit, I think that's kind of got me hooked. I want to see what happens next week, you know. Now that WCW are kind of clawing in and digging back and, you know, they're, they're not going to give up that easy to the NWO, I want to see where that kind of leads to. Oh, yeah, we want... Well, I don't want to speak about both of us, but I want to see the payoff now. Yeah. We've set the sides out. I want to see the how and when Goldberg gets one over on Hogan and Kevin Nash and, you know, WCW finally beats the Wolfpack. Uh, we jump over now to WWF and we finish off January 31st, 1999 and a very special episode of Heat, Dan. Yes, and it's during the halftime of the Super Bowl 33. The Rock defends his WWE title against Mankind in an empty arena match. So here we go. The title is on the line. The Rock, of course, is champion going against Mankind. And you can see the bandages on Mankind's head from the beating The Rock gave him. So intense. I don't even think Mankind... We talk about the test done today. He would not be cleared for action so soon after, you know? No. It's a serious injury. And it is very amazing how he's actually managed to still be very, very functional today. Yeah, it just shows how tough he is and how much he was... Yeah, and I hope, touch wood, that he stays all right for the rest of his life as well because fucking hell, you know, the amount of punishment it took... In the WWF ring in, in, in ECW, WCW is enough for any one man. You know, it's crazy. As The Rock comes out, ready for action. I quite like the fact they did half-time heat. I don't like an empty arena match. I think it's a bit stupid. It is, yeah. Uh, but I don't like, I like the fact that WWF was so big at the time, you know, put people over during the Super Bowl to watch. And a lot of people did as well, you know. Oh, indeed, yeah. So this is half-time at the Super Bowl. How long have they got for half-time then? I don't know. Uh, usually musical performance about half hour. You, they do extend it every now and again, so it does go on a little bit, but about half hour is usually a lot of time as Mankind's waiting in the ring for The Rock. So weird, an empty arena match. It is. It's actually quite like what Raws are like nowadays. <laughs> it's like watching the start of 205 Live. You can just hear Mankind, it's brilliant. <laughs> We've got him. We're going to go double arm DDT. Hits it. Going to be over quickly. One, two. Oh, but the Rock managing to kick out. Oh. Quite a quick, crowd, quick count there by Old Hebner. Man can't go straight for Mr. Socko. Oh, my God. And the Rock's caught a man. Mr. McMahon is on commentary. And he's commentating, not like Mr. McMahon, the evil owner. The old Mr. McMahon talking out the side of his mouth. What a manoeuvre we're going to hear him say soon. He's explaining to everybody watching for the first time exactly what is going on. It's quite a Vincent man. Do you know, he is a genius when it comes to that. Yeah. But he needed a performance to put on a show as well. And this is what we're seeing. Ding, ding. Well, Mankind's sending the rock into the ringside area and the bell. And McMahon's not happy about the rock. Going to the announce table. Well, Vince is certainly selling the crap out of this. Oh, that was cool. An Irish whip <laughs> sends Mankind through barricade. <laughs> right through barricade, into the chairs. Exploded through them. The young, aggressive, handsome, intellectual rock. I like the fact Vince is not being biased at all when it comes to this. No, fools count anywhere. Going for the cover, but only a one. And the rocks sending mankind over <laughs> chairs and they're all just going down in a domino-like fashion. 
Uh, I mean, just think about, like, you know, this man bludgeoned him, left him unconscious in front of his wife and kids, and then they have another match a week later. You know, it's mental, isn't it? Yeah. Mankind must love what he's doing. Well, Mankind, of course, took $100,000 from The Rock, and I think he deserves it as a bonus. Oh, and The Rock hitting Mankind with a chair. Well, the other chairs were placed on him. And he's just whacking them down. That's the way you should look at Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart and Hulk Hogan. <laughs> the Rock's on commentary. Doesn't see Mankind with Mr. Socko. I don't think I've ever seen this match before, to be fair. No. I think I've seen the end of it, but not the entire thing. Oh. And as Mankind had the mandible chlorine for the second time, The Rock delivers a lovely low blow. And mankind is literally crawling along on his belly to the rock. <laughs> so McMahon's saying that he asked Austin to do commentary, but he chickened out. I'm sure you did ask him for commentary, McMahon. But he's saying on Raw, don't forget, he's going to go ask for a stone cold. A deranged, disfigured individual. And the rock of mankind climbing up. <clears throat> Must be at least halfway up the arena now. At least three quarters of the way up there. And oh my God, rock with the right hand. He could have dropped a couple of bombs there on WCW. So, no, you're not watching WCW in an empty arena. Well, love it, man. You sell it. Well, you know, as you say, it's a half-time show. Uh, You know, many first-time fans are probably tuning in to say, oh, what's going on here then? Mm. Oh, as The Rock was hiding, hits mankind (laughs) with a trash can. Oh, my God. Three times and... Mankind's in a little bit of trouble. No, Rock, don't do it. Don't kick him. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Fucking hell. Oh, my God. The Rock throws him down at least 15 stairs. At least 58 stairs. And Mankind's still going down. That must have hurt. Yeah. I know you've got, like, you know, protection, so to speak. Like... You know, if you're a slightly bigger guy. But there ain't no way throwing down the fucking stairs. You can see why only mankind survived all this crazy shit. Do you know what I mean? Oh, all these other definitely. fuckers. Don't put a lot of green bubbles in there. Packing peas. Packing as peanuts. The, as the rock hits mankind with a trash can. It goes down yet more <laughs> stairs. <laughs> right, stay away from stairs, mankind. <clears throat> oh, they cut back to the arena. Yeah, Kevin Kelly and Show McMahon in the arena watching it. As you see the replay of The Rock beating the shit out of mankind. Oh, we're back now. We're running through the kitchen area. <gasps> oh, my God. So much candy floss. And everyone thought I popped when I saw Chuck Norris, but <laughs> yeah. James has just started drooling. Oh, my goodness. And he wishes he was mankind right now. Look at the bags of cotton candy. Oh, my God, a rock just hitting him with a candy floss stick. He just dented them when Mankind sent him in it, got sent into it. The rock's got Socko. It's the Rocko. Oh! He threw Socko in the oven. Oh, you can hear the sizzling as well. Oh, my God, and then threw all the busted trays. He's lost one of his boots. <laughs> <laughs> all the pots and pans. 
It's just a rock beating the shit out of mankind, most of these I was matches. just about to say that, you know, <laughs> he's thrown him into chairs. Oh, my God. That's a matter of loaf and death there. I'll give this day our daily bread. A slice of the action, and El Hebner going to count, but mankind manager to kick out. Ah. You can't oh, stand oh. the heat, don't stand the kitchen. Into all those plates, and there's some Jack Daniels there. Oh, oh, what a waste. Shot to the face, and The Rock drops a bottle. Well, after The Rock took a shot of Jack, Mankind gave him a shot to the face. The, Mankind's walking around without footwear, and that's not good now, broken glasses and broken plates. And look at the big bag of popcorn, you mentioned it. Oh. Popcorn to the face. And he's going to send him out the exit. Oh, oh. oh. oh heavenly went. I think he was going to start stealing some popcorn. Go with his collection of shirts. And now the Rock's sending the mankind through in a, the catering area for the crew are. <laughs> too much. Well, the Rock trying some popcorn, but there was too much salt on it for the Rock's lighting. lighting. Oh, the Rock's got the trash can again. Oh, it's a mankind. Oh, my God. All the cutlery. And mankind fighting back with guacamole. Well, he tossed the Rock's salad. Oh, the rock's slipping out. Oh, my God. There goes the meats. Oh. oh. Was that chilli sauce? It was right in the eye. Right in the eye. And now he's got a bit of... Uh, <laughs> it's mild. Oh, man. God, now he's going to go for a pile driver. No. Oh, <laughs> the rock with a backdrop. Sending mankind over the table. <laughs> what, what the fuck? I think the rock slipped a bit there. It's like a Thanksgiving fight. Each man slipping around. Oh my god. He heard that rock there as well, dropping down. I think they put the sound effects on after. Well, that's one way to slow someone down. Low blow. Man can't win a cover, but a rock managing to kick out. Oh. As he hits man kind in the head with a plate. Whose cock is that, Pepsi? Oh, that's going to be horrible. I mean, the Rock's come out all right on this. The Mankind's just covering all sorts of shit. No, I'll have no use the door. That's it. Where are they going now? And they're coming into an office area. Oh. <laughs> Mankind's sent over a chair. He's covered in salsa, Pepsi. He's lost a boot. But Mankind is still going here. And the Rock's on the phone. Not really. I thought it was. But he's saying that he's gonna put, he's putting the boots to mankind. You can definitely see why The Rock went into acting. Oh, that's that. He's brilliant, isn't he? Yeah, one joke's funny, Rock. Two jokes, just milking it. Yeah, he's all tied up right now. That's got a short shelf life. And now The Rock's attention's been turned to the young girl. He said, get to stepping. Oh, as mankind starts making a comeback... Well, Mankind doesn't like people disrespecting women. Oh, and Mankind sends Rock into the door. <laughs> and they switched to Shade and Kevin Kelly for a second. And now we've gone outside. The loading dock. The loading dock. Hmm. Sounds like they're going through different chapters of the game. They've made Indeed. it to the loading dock. There's a fork truck and not many, you know, only a few people can operate them. Both men are down. 
at this loading bay area. Mankind has taken his sock off, put it on his hand <laughs> to deliver Socko <laughs> to the rock. Oh, that and is the worse. The amount of crap that he has walked through. Yeah, that's worse than anything else he's taken. And Mankind now has put the rock down on the floor. Rock might be passing out. And the rock is out. Mankind looking up. And what's Mankind doing? He's putting the rock right underneath that fork truck. Can you get out, please? <laughs> That's nice by Mankind, isn't he's it? He's so polite. <laughs> he really is. Now he's going to drive a fork truck. The keys are in there. And he's going to drop the load. We've got POV of the rock. Well, the rock caught underneath. And Mankind's pinning him to... Free! We've got a new WWF champion, Mankind! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> How the hell? I thought The Rock was going to be alright, but no, Mankind's trapped him underneath. He's a champion. Dan, what are your thoughts? Absolutely love that match. <laughs> that was absolutely fucking brilliant. And why they don't do more stuff like that nowadays it is completely beyond me. <laughs> I know they was planning on doing one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... A lot of that stuff, you know, like boiler room brawls, stuff like that can work quite well, can't it, when when used right. Yeah. Uh, like even like the Hardy compound and stuff like this. But they seem to steer away from such for stuff like that. And I thought it was really enjoyable. The only thing I didn't like is the kind of POV of The Rock looking up at the, you know, the cameras involved there. But obviously I understand you can't actually put something on The Rock in that position like that. No. So, you know. But anyway, I thought it was really, really good. Uh, WWF just jumping, it's just getting bigger and better each month. Yeah, it, yeah, and you know, imagine not being a wrestling fan. It's half time. You're like, oh, let's have a quick flick through channels because I know what you're like when there's adverts on. And so I know you wouldn't be entertained by the half time show. So, oh, hey, what's this then? Yeah. And then you see two blokes fucking beating the shit out of each other. You're like, fuck me, I'm going to watch that Monday. Exactly. I yeah. definitely would be. Without a doubt, you know, and it's interesting as we leave it there. We're back in February. We've got WSW Super Brawl to not Super is it Super? Fuck it, WSW Super Brawl to look forward to, as we always do. Uh, but you know, WF wise, we're on the road to WrestleMania 15 now. But it's just been great. I enjoyed Rumble '99, even though it wasn't the greatest, and even Nitro and Raw afterwards, because the storyline keeps going, doesn't it? You know, I think it's really, really good. It does, yeah, and it it continues to evolve and. You know, what's going to happen on Raw now that Mankind's champion? And China's gone to the corporation. China's gone to the corporation. I definitely want to find out what her motives were yeah. in that. And we've got so many questions to answer. We'll be back in February to do that. Our next episode will be the WNR 199, which will be, which will be what? The WWE Network Review for January. But until then, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at WWNetReview or at Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at John Score Rowlands across all the Google platforms, WNetReview on Google Plus. Send us an email, WNetPodcast at gmail.com or on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. Come find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network Review podcast. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Got a YouTube channel, WNetReview. Got clips on there and podcasts at the same time on YouTube. We do other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. We're also on Spreaker Radio. We've got live shows. Stitcher Radio and iTunes, where you can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. But that is it. Thanks for this, everybody. I have been Jay's Rollins, and as always, I was joined by Dan, the Prediction King White. It won't ever get old. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye. Bye. <laughs>